0: Happy Friday, everyone. Yes. Welcome back to another episode. We have the one and only Jason Collette coming on the show today. Man, this guy all the time devil all the time devil all the time <laughs> devil <laughs> all the time you can't trust him
1: he's no. crazy no no we're okay. just kidding it's yeah. a, the movie of course the devil all the time on netflix uh, man I, I can't wait for y'all to hear this interview though because he tells some like great behind the scenes stories about what it was like to work on that set so yeah it's
0: gonna be awesome and i mean of course great stories about moving out to la and trying to <laughs> just get that foot in the door man That's all right. the newcomers are really gonna love this one i'm super pumped about it but of course that is later on in the Show. Now let's get a little crazy.
2: What's up, guys?
0: Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, episode 133 this week. uh, just going, just man. Rolling, just rolling, man. We have a special surprise for you. I'm sure everybody has seen us promote it. Yes. But the one and only Rebecca Kennedy is coming back on the show for the top five segment. Tenth Time. Ten time guys Ten time She's double digits now Ooh.
1: I mean She's so wonderful She is She has been there Since Every the very time. beginning guys And she's just been Like the best Yeah And there's a reason She's our forever guest Exactly And uh,
0: we love her We know you guys love her And so we're thrilled To have her on the show tonight Definitely Definitely And you guys know Your host with the most Myself J-Lo Fantastic And the one and only Mouth What's up Yeah guys Yeah there's a lot of stuff man A lot of stuff Warner Brothers has. Have- a lot of stuff oh, break this past man. week they I mean, were just some good some bad but yeah, a lot of shit man. Yeah, yeah more and more delays more and more delays uh, uh it is what it is though i mean everybody's been saying it fuck 2020 it's true and here's where we are here's where we, <laughs> we are. We keep saying I mean, the years flying by but not fast enough dude, i mean seriously whew. seriously but we got a great show for you guys today we got a great show but before we get that started you guys know we got to plug our merchandise website yes www CrazyAntMedia.com. Be sure to head over there and click on the Merchandise tab and click on Shop Now to start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Yes. I literally, literally just ordered a shirt last Friday and received it Thursday, as in yesterday. So, I mean... (laughs) Printed, shipped, like, you get it to you before, like, a full week is up. Like, great shipping, great product. Like, I'm super happy with everything and how that is going. And also, guys, we now have Crazy Ant Media Mask. Uh, yes. Be sure to go over to the customize tab and uh we'll we'll show you. If you really are interested in the mask, we'll show you how to get there and how to start rocking the crazy ant media mask. Yes. So super excited, man. So super excited. But we have to tone it down. We have to tone it down mm, because mm. Uh, we had some some crazy deaths this week. So absolutely crazy. Rock legend Eddie Van Halen.
1: Yeah, this first one, ugh, it just it just this one hit home, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine my youth of what it would have been out with, like without Van Halen. Yeah. I mean, the eighties without Van Halen, I, I just yeah. can't even imagine. And so, yeah, this one was tough, man. He lost his battle to cancer. It had been a long, long term battle with cancer, yeah. and um. Yeah, just, I I don't know, I'm so thankful that I got to see him, you know, in New Orleans with the original band back together with David Lee Roth and everything for, who gotta be one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to his family, Uh, best wishes and prayers to, you know, Wolf and
0: Valerie and, you know. It's a tough one. Yeah, definitely, and he's not the only one. Uh, Johnny Nash, Mm. uh, the singer and songwriter behind the huge hit songs like I Can See Clearly Now, Stir It Up, Hold Me Tight has also died this week. He was 80 years old. As of right now, there is no cause of death, so he might have just been old. But I mean, maybe. hopefully he lived his life to the fullest, and that's what it seemed like. He wrote some beautiful music. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to both of these families. It's super crazy and super unfortunate. Again, fuck 2020. Exactly. Man, just so many losses this year, man. Yeah agreed agreed um well the past couple of weeks we have been talking about the oscars yes. and they've been changing up that uh, eligibility and everything like that well now apparently apparently with the theaters being majority closed besides amc i mean everybody saw that um drive-in theaters are now eligible for the oscar race yes that which is
1: awesome i mean i feel like films that were in drive-ins should have been eligible. I agree. I mean, if that's the only place that they can be released, you know, then then that should count. Yeah. And so, obviously, the Academy finally agreed with that, yeah. you know, so that's pretty badass. Exactly.
0: And plus, also, uh, movies that were set to release in the movie theaters but got pushed to VOD dates, those will also be eligible. You just have to make sure to send it to the Academy screening room, I guess, and to make sure they watch the film and get the votes counted for. So, yeah. I mean, pretty exciting stuff, though. Pretty exciting stuff. As as we're talking about it, the entertainment industry is changing. It's ever-evolving. Absolutely wild, man. And I mean, especially, no doubt, COVID has kicked it into high gear. But, I mean, we've (coughs) talked about before, the theater's asking for a bailout from the government. Uh, We're going to go in-depth on that conversation with the ICAP behind the scenes. Stay tuned for that. But, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy how the entertainment industry is changing.
1: It is absolutely nuts. Which begs the question with the potential shutdown of all these theaters and may not ever reopening, how do you do an epic film like a Spider-Man film right the Spider-Man yeah. sequel Spider-Man three we know that's a trilogy right And then we just found out are you guys I'm so super excited about Pumped. this We knew the multiverse was coming guys oh yeah and now we know for sure Dr Strange Benedict Cumberbatch himself Dr. Strange. Is going to be in Spider-Man 3. I'm super excited I, about this. I, I just, I'm so pumped. I think everybody has been talking about, will we see a live action Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? Doctor Strange, we already know Doctor Strange 2 is going to introduce the multiverse, yeah. right? With Wanda, you know, Scarlet Witch. and So him popping up in
0: Spider-Man 3, all but... Says that's gonna happen. Yeah. So uh super freaking pumped for well, it. Well, what man. I'm more pumped about is he's gonna you know, everybody knows Iron Man died. Spoilers if you haven't seen Endgame, but that's where true. the fuck have you been if you haven't <laughs> seen Endgame? Um, but uh, he's Spider-Man's looking for a fatherly figure. I honestly thought it was gonna be through happy, yeah. Because yep. I mean, far from home, there was a lot of that dynamic. But apparently Doctor Strange is gonna take Peter underneath his wing and become the new fatherly figure for him. So I'm super excited about that though, because I feel like there's a lot of depth to go there with the Doctor Strange character that we just haven't gotten yet so I feel like we can get a lot of that out of that relationship
1: yeah, because, I mean, Strange is an ego-driven, narcissistic, yeah, you know, exactly. badass. The last thing you would assume would be a father figure for anybody. Exactly. But, so I think he that dynamic, he'll learn as much from Peter as Peter will learn from exactly. him. It'll
0: be really cool. That's going to be really cool. Agreed, agreed. Well, other things happening at Disney slash Pixar. Soul, which we've been talking about, they, they really wanted this thing to come out around Christmas time. Well, now it is sadly skipping theaters yeah. and going straight to Disney+. But luckily, guys... It's literally going to hit on December 25th, Christmas Day. But luckily, they're not going to do the Mulan route. This is going to be free. If you are a subscriber, Disney Plus subscriber, you'll be able to watch this for free.
1: That's right. None of that $30 bullshit. You don't have to pay $30 and have the subscription. You just... You're gonna get it for the six exactly, bucks. Yeah. exactly. So.
0: And subscriber account, our subscriber count locator right here. They are at sixty and a half million subscribers. Yes, damn,
1: it's like huge right now. Yeah. Disney, it's so much in fact that there are major investors, major shareholders of Disney stock that are urging Chappic to. Funnel the money into streaming content. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about the shit. Don't worry about this. Don't worry. Funnel it all into the streaming. Because that's what's kicking butt right now. That's what's making the money. So,
0: you know, and we know California's not going to let them open anytime soon. So, it does make sense. It's absolutely wild, man. Absolutely wild. But now heading over to the TV side of Disney, ABC Signature. Uh, They have now given a production commitment to a drama series, How to Get Away with, uh, or actually, Valley of Gods. Uh, This is coming from the produce. Of how to get away with murders, yes. um, Pete Nowak, which this guy has been a producer on Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal. Like, this guy has a great freaking track record so i'm super excited about this he's finally being able to do his own show so i'm i'm pumped man i'm pumped yeah and the valley that they're talking about is silicon valley yeah so this is apparently a high-powered
1: drama about like you know these power hungry people in silicon valley which still is the case yeah i mean if you guys haven't figured that out ego driven like, like yeah so yeah, that sounds exciting. And anybody who was mentored and, you know, learned the trade from Shonda, yeah. You know it's gonna be good. So I mean, come yeah. on now. Agreed, agreed.
0: And also I know you're excited about this next one, and this makes sense because him being the main character of yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, four life star Nicholas Pinnock. Uh, has been made producer of the upcoming second season for the legal drama. Of course, they've been saying it's very much a collaborative effort. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to see this though. I'm happy to see this, especially for other actors who have a lot of input on their character. Maybe they'll also be made Wait. producers. And that's kind
1: of what he said. He said this is the hardest he's ever worked on any project as an actor. Yeah. You know, and it was nice to be recognized for that work by. Being given the producer title. And I agree with him. I think if you put all the effort into it and you're you're passionate about the project, yeah. you're doing everything you can to make it work, you should be recognized for it. So, good. I think I can't wait for the second season. It's going to be badass. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. 50 uh, Cent.
1: 50 Cent. That's right.
0: Um. This this I this is all for the kids, <laughs> the kiddies out there. Uh, the cast of High School Musical the series, not the actual movie. That's right. Uh, they're reuniting for a holiday special at Disney Plus. It's going to be around forty five minutes, and it's going to debut on December eleventh. The streamer is going to feature renditions of holiday classics, popular hits, and a melody of Hanukkah's favorites, which I think is pretty cool because. Yeah. If anybody didn't know, there's other religions out there than Christianity, so that's pretty freaking cool. And it'll also feature a sneak special preview of the show's upcoming second season. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah, I mean, going towards the kiddies. They do what they gotta do, man. Doing what they gotta do. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So you're just upset about this next. I, I'm just, you know, guys, I always get pumped
1: whenever there's superhero news, but not this kind of superhero it's news. Sad. Like yeah. we
0: always talk about
1: how the bunny was finally getting their shit in order and now maybe not because apparently guys, I'm sorry to break this news for you if you haven't seen it already, but Warner Brothers has officially delayed the Batman, mm. the Flash and Shazam 2 and the Rock's Black Adam. Yanked completely off
0: of the schedule. That's like, really interesting. Like the release schedule. Thing. Yeah. I Things just... are really starting to ramp up for that one. And are still like ramping up. Which is casting, crazy. Casting like, yeah, all like... this stuff. And then you're just going to take it out. Take it off. Like I wonder if they're just. I don't know. I don't even know. I have no reasoning. I, I don't. I, I I don't
1: know either. So if you're wondering, uh, the Batman, which was supposed to be October first uh, for 2021, is now set to open on March fourth, 2022. <sighs> uh, That's crazy. Um, yeah, the Flash has now moved to uh, from June third of 2022 to November fourth of 2022 shazam 2 has been pushed from its november 4th 2022 slot and will instead open on june 2nd of 2023 jesus yes you heard that right 2023 yeah before we see shazam so 2. so
0: literally the only dc product that is going to come out in 2020 is wonder woman right hopefully hopefully
1: notice that was inconspicuously not on the list right
0: yeah. like so far
1: that is holding to its christmas day release We'll see right. if you if you listen to Patty Jenkins, I think she's going to go to war with the Amazons if if she don't like get it on opening day uh, theatrical. I mean, she she's not happy. Yeah.
0: Um, and so. I mean, she makes a valid point valid point about taking your kids actually to a movie theater are you going to take your kids to the living room to watch a right. new movie like i just, yeah it just sucks yeah it really does suck and i mean other things that suck over at warner media they're also uh, delaying dune that was a huge trailer it mm. was all through my twitter feed and so now that's being pushed back to october 1st of 2021 but what's interesting is matrix 4 which was actually supposed to premiere like you know around 2021, but now it's like moving up several weeks. Uh, so now it's going to debut December 22nd, 2021. That's yeah. not a fucking Christmas movie. No, I, uh, <laughs> I,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so g- clearly, if you if you look at those dates we just said, Matrix Four is taking pl- taking the place of one of the superhero movies. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. I, I don't know if that's a wise move. Um, Aquaman did huge around the holidays. It did. Time. I'm not sure Matrix Four
0: is gonna see that kind of success so i don't know well it's the the matrix uh franchise is just like the avatar franchise for me is it still relevant right is it still something people want to see because it's been so long since the last one i mean late 2000s for avatar and now Early two thousands, really, for Matrix.
1: Yeah, and like, like you said, it, it, it's just—I don't think it's the right time of year. You're taking a film that's iffy yeah, at best with relevance, Christmas, and then like, putting it into a Christmas holiday. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Greatest Showman is a is a holiday film, right? Matrix. <laughs> Boom! This nerd is still okay, though. We do have good comic book news for you. <laughs> Remember the Green Lantern series that we were talking about? That was that the Greg Berlanti was going to be doing for HBO Max. It's official. Boom. HBO Max is officially announced. It has been sent to series, 10-episode order for one hour, 10 one-hour episodes. And here's the crazy part, guys. I'm super excited about this. Apparently, it, and so I can't even – I didn't know this. They're gonna, He's going to team with Seth Graham Smith, huh. who um, – Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, you know, he's a writer behind that. He's a brilliant writer, guys. He's going to be teaming with him to write, and I'm super stoked because it's going to tell the stories of all of them. Kilowog, Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, all of them. Now, here's the one I'm I'm, like – I saw the name and I'm like, wait, what? Because this is Green Lantern Corps, right? But Alan Scott is on the list. Mm. He's the Golden Age Green Lantern, the original Green Lantern. His power was like magic. It wasn't had it had nothing to do with the guardians or the OA or you know any. It was magic. His his oh, weakness wasn't the color yellow. It was wood. So like, how are they gonna like? Craft his story into the 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 core with you know the OA Guardians and I, that's going to be really interesting. Sounds
0: to me. like some rewrites
1: are happening. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I hope not. I hope there's just a way that if they're. I, I don't know, but Berlanti's a genius when he it comes is. to the DC Television Universe, so I have no doubt. And then fuck on HBO Max, this shit's going to be epic. Yeah. Um, no word yet whether it will or will not take place in the same Zack Snyder type universe that the DCEU is building. Makes sense. But HBO Max said, hey, that's one of those blurry windows where we can kind of play with it and if we want it to
0: or if we don't want it to we'll just decide so that's really good news i was pumped about yeah it's super exciting man super exciting especially i'm wondering what the ratings going to be i mean everybody's seen how popular their ma or their ma content has been like with titans and doom patrol it's been super popular so i mean we'll see we'll see and i'm super excited about the 10 one hour long episodes me too because hbo max is just perfect for that uh, this next one, Black Adam, even though it was pulled from the release calendar, yeah. uh, they are reportedly looking for a cast of person of interest and young justice actress, Sarah Shahihi. Shahi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as Isis in the film.
1: Yes, which... So. Is fantastic. I was a huge fan of her on per- Person of Interest. She's a fantastic actress. She looks the part. I mean, the casting as far as the look is brilliant. And for anybody who doesn't know, Isis is like a main player. She's she marries Black Adam and helps him, you know, revolutionize Egypt yeah. and take down all the baddies. Um, so by his side, um, it, it's going to be badass if that's indeed who they're casting. I think it's brilliant casting. Um, I really like the full cast so far of, of this film that they're announcing. Now, when, who knows when he'll when, see it? When we'll see it, we don't know because it's been <laughs> yanked from the release schedule. But it's apparently moving forward with production and they're casting and they're in oh.
0: pre production. And so, uh, who knows? Who freaking knows, man? Who freaking knows? Mm. You know who does know? Clint Eastwood. Yes. Because this man is literally 90 years old 90. and still fucking rocking and rolling more than these young up and comers. Yes. Yeah. This man is set to produce, direct, and star in an adventure drama, Cry. Macho, yes. listen, it's going to be based on a 1975 novel by N. Richard Nash, who wrote the script along with uh, Nick Schnick, yep. uh, Cry Macho. It tells the story of a washed-up horse trainer who schemes to make $50,000 by snatching a street-wise Mexican boy from his mother in Mexico City and delivering him to his father and the trainer's ex-boss in Texas.
1: yes. What? <laughs> uh, this is going to be interesting from start right? to finish. Like, the idea of a 90-year-old Clint snatching a young Mexican kid off away from his mother, and then driving across the country with him just sounds interesting. But Come with me. Yeah. Like, I just want to be like still making shit at 90. Agree. It's one thing if you were like producing. Yeah. Okay, or maybe you're directing. You're sitting in the chair, you got somebody else doing He's the camera everywhere. for you. He's but everywhere. To produce and direct and star at ninety—that's that, a goal to live for, man. That, that's
0: like squad goal right there, man. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Exactly, Woo. and I mean, other exciting things are happening at Warner Media slash Warner Brothers. Billy Crudup. Who everybody knows just won an Emmy for his work in the morning show is yep. in early negotiations to join Ezra Miller's in the upcoming Flash film. If you guys don't remember, he was um, Dr. Henry Allen, you know Barry's dad in the Flash film and uh in Justice League. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you know, he's an epic actor, so it'd be epic to see him. But I mean, so much stuff going on with that Flash film. I'd like, s- I really don't know what's gonna happen or what's not but. no and the latest rumor is gal gadot
1: they're, they're trying to get wonder woman in it for like a quick little cameo yeah. so which makes sense because she's everywhere and popular and yeah. huge and like that makes sense to me but um yeah just all great it sounds like all good stuff for dc except yeah. for the delays of when we will or won't see them yeah but uh that's exciting this Definitely. next one it's so funny man. it's gonna be so great like you
0: know it will like be. i mean Craig Robinson, everybody knows him from uh, Pineapple Express, Yes. Andy Samberg, everybody knows him for uh, the Lonely Island stuff, and of course, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Common, everybody knows him because he's Common, are producing (laughs) and starring in an action comedy, Super High. Now get this, guys. It's literally going to be smoking a strain of weed that gives you superpowers to the smoker. Yes. That's hilarious. I
1: mean, if ever there was a time for it, it's now. Oh, yeah. This film will do huge. Le- like, whether it's on on video on demand or whether it sees theaters, it's going to be big no matter what. I mean, because superheroes are huge right now. Oh, yeah. And Weed is huge
0: right now. It's great to I mean, it came up like- in the
1: debate the other night about, you know, the legalization. So I just think this is a brilliant move. Let's take two things that are hugely popular, put them in a movie together, boom, success.
0: I That's- think this would be a good original. Like, to put on HBO Max. I think that would be pretty smart. Especially, nobody knows when theaters are going to reopen anyway. So, I mean, HBO Max. American Pickles, Seth Rogen's one, did really well on HBO Max. So, I mean, you know, you know, things to look out for, guys. Things to look out for. Most definite. And, I mean, speaking of huge franchises, especially, like, ones that RDJ is involved in, Marvel. He is also trying to make a huge franchise around his Sherlock Holmes character, which would be... Badass, because I love the two films he did as Sherlock yeah. Holmes. So, I I mean, no word yet on how it's going to happen. But I, we all know that the third film is in the works. Yep. So they're making that happen. And, of course... Coming from Marvel and playing Iron Man and learning from Kevin Feige, who is a brilliant mastermind of making this franchise, of course he's gonna take that knowledge and bring it over to his Sherlock Holmes franchise.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and Susan added, and this is why I love Team Downey, because they're great. They're smart. She added that they're also looking at the TV side and what Warner Media so is doing with HBO Max because with the potential shutdown and never reopening of theaters, if that even happens – Yeah. They're talking about maybe building this 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 multiverse or universe uh, with Sherlock on TV on HBO Max. So they're so smart, dude. They're so ahead of the game. Team Downey, man, definitely. Just definitely. go for it. Well, team I mean, Downey. I
0: was saying like if they're smart, they saw how Enola Holmes did. They could make their own Enola Holmes character and put it in that universe mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, just something to throw out there. Something to throw out there. Um, this next one's pretty interesting. Robert Zemeckis adapt. An adaptation of The Witches starring Anne Hathaway is landing on HBO Max, straight to VOD, was supposed to hit the theaters um, but now it's going to be on HBO Max right before Halloween so you'll be able to watch it, it sounds like a thriller horror type business Uh, but it was supposed to hit theaters October 9th, uh, so that sucks it really sucks because of COVID, fuck 2020, like it's, (laughs) it's really been ruining everything, but I mean you know, you know Anne Hathaway I think it's gonna be badass. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. This is a this is a remake for anybody who doesn't know, and um, I, I it looks great. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It, it it's like you probably won't be able to go trick or treating anyway this year, and yeah. like, you know, so sit back, watch witches on uh, you know for Halloween. It'll
0: be great. Exactly. It'll be great. And exactly. Hathaway, like you said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, everybody knows. Everybody knows that. HBO is developing multiple series based off of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And this one we're talking about is the prequel series uh, titled House of the Dragon. Yes. And uh, they found their first cast member, guys, English actor... Paddy Considine, yeah, Considine, Considine yep. Uh, he will play the role of King Verses, uh, the first who is chosen by the lords of Westeros to succeed the old King uh, Targaryen King. Oh, interesting, because yep. there's a lot going on with that right now in the original series that I'm watching. Uh, don't <laughs> don't kill me. I'm just now getting there. That's right. Uh, and the Great Council of Harrenhal. Uh, he's depict despite. Or, I'm trying to say he is, comes across <laughs> as a warm, kind, decent man and the only wishes to carry forward his grandfather's legacy. There's a lot of that in this world. So I'm super excited about this man because this actor, Patty, he just recently starred in HBO Max's The Outsider. Yep. Uh, yep. So, and he's currently starring in uh, The Third Day. So, I mean, he is definitely at home with Warner Media. so I'm super pumped, man. I'm super pumped, and Game of Thrones is a great series. I'm sorry I'm late to the bandwagon. <laughs> and speaking of of at home and yes,
1: relationships especially. and, you know, great, great segue in, uh, Jensen Eccles and his wife, Daniil. Are staying with Warner Media guys. You know, that's been his home for like the last 15, 16 years yeah. with the CW and Supernatural. You guys know that. Well, they just formed a new production company, Chaos Machine Productions. I love that name, Chaos Machines. And they signed a long overall deal with Warner Media um, that's gonna have them develop TV programming for all the platforms. Um and this is what I really love. They tapped former DC executive Renee Reif to head all of the development she's gonna oversee like, all of ooh. the creative efforts that, that are going to be like, I mean come on you 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 have Jensen and Danielle and DC right like I, I mean this is a win-win win for Warner media. just
0: well done, well done. I, I agree. I, They're mm. doing some big things over there. They're doing some really big things and I mean everybody saw this past week, Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life is set to make its broadcast debut on the CW. It's been like 20 years. The anniversary was like a week ago. Uh, This is super exciting because everybody knows it's the four episode follow up of the classic dramedy over four nights beginning. It's going to begin in November 23rd including and concluding on November 26th. So it's super pumped up man. Everybody's super pumped up about it. It's going to be four nights in a row and and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm super interested in this because it's like is this a backdoor thing they got with Netflix going on because that was a Netflix original the year the four episodes. So, yeah. I'm I'm interested.
1: I'm interested. Me, me too. It is nice to see it return home though. Yeah. It, it, so to speak. I mean, it yeah. debuted on the WB which became the CW. So, it, it in a sense it's returning home 20 years later. Um but yeah, I, I, yeah, for anybody who didn't get to see it on Netflix, you guys—if you're Gilmore Girls fans—you're gonna freaking love it. It's basically each episode is a season, like winter, summer, fall, spring, and it just—it's—it ends with the four words that were originally supposed to have it end with. So. It's going to be great. I'm not going to tell you what those words are if you haven't seen it. Yeah. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. <laughs>
0: uh, the CW is also developing a script for The Woman's Hour, mm. an anthology drama based on Elaine Weiss's book, The Woman's Hour, The Great Fight to Win the Vote. And that it's going to be produced by the former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, alongside Steven Spielberg. Okay.
2: Right? Uh, Right.
0: Right. Uh, Killing it, man. Killing it. In the first season of the drama, we'll examine um, a lot of stuff, the battle to ratify the 19th Amendment, which gave the women the right to vote.
1: Yeah, which is going to be – I mean Hillary Clinton and Steven Spielberg, I mean come on. Yeah. I I mean that's insane to me, and then I, I just I guess every season, from what I understand, is going to focus on a different woman's battle uh, in the country, and you know, kind of things like that. So, but
0: a great first one to start off with for sure. Oh yeah, I completely agree, man. I completely agree. Well, now heading over to Viacom CBS, <sighs> CBS Viacom. More uh, delays. More delays, man. Jurassic World Dominion uh, <laughs> will debut now on uh, June tenth of 2020 you 2022 <laughs> not 2020 you no, no um a year later than originally planned so that that sucks it was supposed to be summer of 2021 but you know yeah. shit happens man shit happens. I, I mean just expect that like we told you on last week's show whenever we tell
1: you this stuff just expect it to be delayed if we announce a movie is being made it's going to be
0: delayed yeah that's just uh, that's that's how it is yeah Exactly. But they are doing some cool things, though, because Universal, uh, Dear Evan, or Even Hansen, I should say, film adaptation is continuing to round out its cast with singer-songwriter Liz Kate as the new addition. Yes. Super excited. She will join the Star Stub cast, including Amy Adams, Caitlin Denver, and Amandala Sandberg mm-hmm. Steinberg. Uh, ben Platt, who won the Tony Award for his performance on Broadway, is expected to per- why can't I speak? <laughs> Reprises <laughs> role today. Are, yeah. So I'm super excited about that because it deals a lot with uh, high schoolers with social anxiety and uh, unintentionally getting caught up in a lie after a family of a classmate who committed suicide mistakes one of uh, e- Evan's letters to their son as yeah. a suicide note. Damn. Yeah. It's intense. That's and, dark. And I mean <sighs> – what a cast,
1: though. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. And remember, this is the one that we talked about with uh, Amanda. There, that they expanded the role, wrote her an original song for it. That, yeah. One, yeah. This is going to be epic, guys. Just mm, great. Epic. Agreed. You know what else was epic? The return of Star Trek: The Next Generation on Lower Decks. Yeah, man. Yes, Riker. Riker and Deanna made a return. Did you guys see that? Uh, of course, in cartoon form, but nonetheless, they returned to voice the characters. Uh, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis, of course, of Riker and Deanna. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the episode on lower decks. It was the season finale, and it uh, followed last week's ending when Ensign Boomer discovered Ensign Mariner's secret that she was the daughter of the captain. What? And then some shit was going down. They got into a little area where they were in a war and a fight. They were about to be destroyed. But here comes the Titan, USS Titan, of which, by the way, guys, it's the first time we've seen the Titan in any of the forms. This is the first time we've actually seen the ship that's been referred to now since First Contact, I think. So uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it was epic. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Spock and Kirk were in the episode, too, which, what? Yeah. How did that happen? That's like 100 years before that. But okay, Right. All right. You know. It's not the only Star uh, Star Star Trek.
0: Yeah, Star Trek. There you go. News though. Are you excited about this next one? Oh yeah. I mean Kate Mulgrew. Uh, who everybody knows her as her iconic role as Captain Catherine Janeway. Yes. Uh, is a planning to be in the upcoming Nickelodeon animated series, uh, Star Trek Prodigy. So that's super exciting, man. Super exciting. And, I mean, a lot of people know her from um, Orange is the New Black as well. Yep. So, yep. I mean, I'm super bumped about this. Like we said before, I like that they introduce these stories to a younger generation so that the stories can continue living on. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, she's always been one of the more
1: iconic captains because for a long time she was the only female captain in, yeah. in the franchise. So, I, I love that they're doing that and bringing it back. And she's long said that she wishes she could return to the role. So,
0: yeah. now she's got her chance. Definitely, definitely. Oh, man. The price is right. Uh, it's heading back into production. uh Everybody knows it was shut down because of COVID, but yep. now it's a COVID friendly set. Uh, everybody worked out their issues uh, for the first <laughs> time in nearly a 50 years' history. It's going to be without an audience. Which, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like – How does that work? 50 years uh, and, and they've always had an audience and like
1: – yeah. who Who's going to come on down? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, come it's... on down through the Zoom. Yeah. Like, like, like how what, – what are the contestants going to be?
0: I, I don't even know how that's going to work. Yeah. Tune in, guys. See what happens. <laughs> tune in. See what happens. Sure. Yeah. But this is really cool. Yes. The – MDA, the Muscular Dystrophy Association, announced that a whole bunch of freaking star-packed people are going to come on and do this charity event.
1: Yes, this telethon. Remember Jerry Lewis's telethon that Kevin Hart has taken over? Yeah. So that's going to be badass. Yeah, this list is insane. Yeah. Garcelle Boevis, Aloe Black, Brian Cranston, Adam Devine, Fat Joe, Liz Giles, Hawkman, yeah. Aldous Hodge, Edwin Hodge, his brother, uh, DJ Khalid. Uh, Daniel Levy, Lonnie Love, Leslie Mann, Robin Thicke, Gabrielle Union, uh, Wade and John David Washington. Wow. Uh, A lot of people. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're joining Jack Black, Usain Bolt, Josh Gad, Michael B. Jordan, and Jillian Mercado. Yeah, man. And, of course, Kevin Hart. Of course. Who's hosting
0: it. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, we've talked about it before. The live two-hour telethon takes place on October 24th. So just right around the corner. Be sure to check it out. I bet it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart, man. Got to love him. Agreed, agreed. Well, other other delays happening uh, this time for NBC Universal. Um, Now the latest is going to be the James Bond installment, No Time to Die. This one is being postponed until next year. This was one of the first films that got delayed because of Rona. Yeah. So this sucks. This
1: sucks. Um, and is the one to blame for the theater shutting back down? They have all said they're they're shutting back down because this one didn't come out like it was supposed to. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, but there it is. Yeah. And so, you know, j- blame James Bond. Right? Yeah. That's all we could say.
0: And, so. I mean, Universal has also announced that it has pushed back the debut of the next Fast and Furious sequel. Uh, it will now hit theaters Memorial Day weekend, May 28th of 2021. Mm. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happening like that, man. A lot of stuff happening like that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if... More and more weeks we do the podcast that we're going to announce more things like that. It's true.
1: And remember a couple weeks ago when we said conspicuously that the Law & Order uh, SVU spinoff with Stabler wasn't on the release schedule for the fall even though they promised it would be? Well, now we have a pretty good idea why that's not happening, why it's being delayed. Apparently, they lost their showrunner. Uh. Law & Order Organized Crime, that's going to be the spinoff, you guys know, um, has been delayed. It, it, it's not going to debut in the fall, like they said. And it's coming as a result of Matt Olmstead exiting the role of showrunner, Damn. citing creative differences. Now, this one is weird to me because he has a long been a Dick Wolf collaborator and in fact co-created all of the Chicago shows Chicago Med Chicago you know so creative differences that's weird to me
0: that is really weird especially after working together for so long yeah
1: and creating all these huge hits to this idea of so what
0: that means for when the show will debut or who's going to replace him as showrunner we don't know but we'll keep you up Stabler is such an iconic character though so maybe there was some difference of opinions on where he would be at in his life or something like that I don't know but that's such an iconic character, and people know him so well. So, yeah, that it sucks, man. It sucks. especially I gotta do is
1: throw Benson in there, it'll be fine. Yeah, just like have it. her guest star. It's exactly. fine. Let <laughs> they know what they're doing. Like,
0: they know what they're doing. They've been wanting to do this shit for years. Let's let them do it. Exactly. Uh, oh, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Anything Busy Phillips pops up in is hilarious.
1: And, and, a Hamilton star, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now, uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yeah, I mean, she's a good wife, just like uh um, I, why can't I even think of it right now? Um, um, um. Well, you try it, What? What? You know, she was just on uh, Zoe's Extraordinary playlist. There, there it is. Go. Whoop whoop. Like having a little brain fart. There.
0: It's fine. It's fine. They're gonna be in Girls Forever. Girls Forever. Yes. And it's awesome because Tina Fey, Tina Fey's upcoming Peacock series. Um. Awesome! Awesome! Previously announced star uh, Sarah Borelli's is also going to be in it, which is super cool. Um, yeah, so I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about it. It's going to be like a Real housewife's reject in yoga pants, living in a New Jersey McMansion. Uh, yes. Uh, Goldberry's character is called a uh, Wiki, uh, the glamorous, the glamorous big voice star big that makes groove sense. of groove uh, of back in the day, you know. And uh, Borelli's will bring. Dawn, a former member of Girls 5 ever, um, who is a bit restless in life and managing her small family's Italian restaurant in Queens, so... Yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Will they or will they not get back together? Right? We don't know. That's you gotta watch the show. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. This is such an interesting story that I don't even know how this is gonna happen because it's so weird and so different. Like it's good cause. Good cause. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this is an interesting individual's to pick for this cause. And I'm talking about the entire (laughs) original cast of Dazed and Confused is reuniting to raise money for the get out the vote initiative in texas matthew mcconaughey ben affleck parker posey jason london joey lorton uh adams uh adam goldberg anthony rapp rory cotrin uh marissa Ripsey, uh cole Hauser, dina martin like the list goes on and on literally everybody and yeah they're promoting the voting in texas for the upcoming election yes. once a uh, Freaking huge Republican stronghold, but now, now the Dems might get it. Yeah, there's talk that they can flip. I bet
1: McConaughey was behind this. Oh, yeah. Because huge Texas guy. And um, so I bet he's behind bringing these all together. But uh, yeah. Uh, apparently Texas can flip. It's really close to maybe going blue and so I can see why everybody's on the bandwagon of trying to get the vote out in Texas. Yeah. So um yeah, especially since they've shut down all of your polling places, you have to drive right. like fucking thirty miles
0: to bring your ballot. Yeah, that's like gonna that's be crazy. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, MGM's doing some cool things. They have nabbed the North American rights to Allison Janney's drama comedy Breaking News in Yuba County. And it's been uh, bought by MGM, which will release the film On January 29th of 2021, uh, Janie stars in the overlooked pencil pusher who catches her husband in bed with another woman, uh, which causes him to die of a heart attack. Oh shit! Uh, Janie's character buries his body and takes advantage of the growing celebrity status that becomes from having a missing husband. Uh, But she quickly finds herself in over her head while trying to find the truth uh, from her half-sister, a local news anchor who's desperately looking for the story. Ooh, a lot of drama happening. Yeah, here. a lot of drama. Yeah, and I mean, Mila Kunis is in this thing, Regina Hall, Kyung Sim, uh, freaking Aquafina, uh, Wanda Sykes, uh, Matthew Modine, like, Anybody and everybody said yeah. this
1: thing. I'm excited about this one because if you remember our interview with Kong Sim, he talked about this one. And he plays Aquafina's father and I guess they're badass yeah. killers. Yeah. So I don't know. And he was so excited about working with Alice and Janney. So we're going to have to have him back on now that it's getting ready to come out. But um, I'm excited to see anything Alice and Janny. Yeah. I mean, come on It's now. a go-to.
0: It's a go-to. I'm just imagining her in her like mom character and just fucking like <laughs> – yeah. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Ooh, oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, MGM and- – Has officially said that the Adams family is getting a sequel, and they have also added some more cast members. Uh, Bill Hader, everybody knows him, everybody loves him. SNL, it like just so good. Oh yeah, and uh, Jevin Walton uh, as the voice to this cast. They will join previously announced stars: uh, Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Nick Kroll, Snoop Dogg, and uh, Betty Miller. Midler. Uh, Hadar will lend his voice to the new character, Cyrus. And Walton takes on his role as the youngest Adam sibling, Pugsley. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the divine Miss M is coming to kick your ass. There just yeah. pronouncing
1: her name. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I'm fine. It's a fine bet. We know. We know. You'll always be the wing beneath our
0: wings. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means.
1: Oh, they cast the daughter in Schwarzenegger's TV Return. Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. Monica Barbero has been cast to play opposite Arnold. Remember we told you he's coming back to TV in a spy series, like a father-daughter spy series? Well, now we know who the daughter's going to be. And if you want to see her sooner... Of course, I say that, but we don't know. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's getting ready to star in the Top Gun sequel. um. So that's going to be badass if and when we ever see it. Right. So, you um, might see
0: this series first. Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: it's true. It's so true. I'm excited about this, though. I like the idea of a father-daughter spy series and him coming to TV for the first time. This will be his first time on television. So um, other than that stupid apprentice
0: thing that he's Yeah. Did, whatever. You know what we're talking about. Fucking shit. So, so cool. Super man. excited to see that. Yeah. Now heading over to the juggernaut that is streaming, Netflix, Selena is going to get a series. Uh, Selena, you know, the biographical drama about the beloved uh, Tearjo Joe. Uh, <laughs> Tiano? Tiano. Tiano singer. singer. Yeah, Selena. Everybody remembers the movie that J Lo played her in. Yes. Um, I think this is awesome, though, because her story needs to be told more.
1: Yeah, and Christian Serratos is going to be, you guys know her from The Walking Dead. Uh, she's brilliant in the That's role. That's a great
0: casting. It
1: really is. And if you guys haven't seen the trailer or any of the released footage yet, you should check it out because she's going to be brilliant in the role. Yeah. But uh, the reason we bring it up. It's because it's finally got a premiere date. We've been talking about this for it seems like months, but December fourth, we're finally. It's finally going to hit. So um, I agree. I think it's a story that. I mean, this is a woman who was killed by a fan. Yeah. Like I mean, just it, it's crazy.
0: It's crazy. So it always. Got to talk about stuff like that. Agreed. Agreed. And Netflix's Golden Boy right now, Ryan Murphy, has mm. received another green light uh, from Netflix on a limited series titled Monster: The Jeffrey Dahmer Story. This Ooh, is crazy. Dude, super wild. It's going to be a limited series, like I already said. I already has uh, Richard Jenkins attached to Star, and as well as uh, Janet Mock. And Carl Franklin uh, attached to direct. Uh, the series centers around Jeffrey Dahmer, one of America's most notorious serial serial killers. Everybody knows him. Yes. Oh man, it's it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. It is. Richard Jenkins, by the way. I know what you're thinking. Why does that name? Why is that? He's
1: that guy that as soon as you see his face, you know him. He's the most. He's been in literally everything. Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Look him up. You'll see his face and you'll go, oh shit, that guy.
0: He's a phenomenal actor. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. But of course, talking about Netflix, we got to talk about some cancellations. Most definite. Uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. It was a debut like two months ago, and after season one, they're like gone. Yeah, like
2: canceled. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Too much.
0: Which I guess yeah, it like, was doing pretty well. Like even some of my coworkers at the day job loved it. So yeah. super, super curious about why. And also Glow, which also announced that they were going forward with the fourth season. Also backtracked that a little bit and now canceled. Done. Yeah, that one was surprising. Yeah, because like, that one was super popular too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. They wanted Cobra Kai. They wanted (laughs) Cobra Kai. I think that's exactly what it was. I mean, you know, you know, we announced last week that fucking season four is already given a green light, so. You couldn't have two season fours for something. You had to get rid of something, so. Exactly. Absolutely wild. Well, Mm. now, heading over to Amazon. Yes. Amazon Studios has set a release date for One Night in Miami, a film directed by Regina King. And uh, we'll open in select theaters on December 25th, a.k.a. Christmas, yep. before launching on Amazon Prime on January 15th of 2021. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I've, I didn't know she freaking directed anything, but this is a huge story, guys, because it centers around Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X. Yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah, this takes place, like,
1: after he beat Sonny Liston. And yeah. they, they leave. They get into some trouble. They're harassed, you know, because they're black. They end up going to a hotel room and spending the night in a hotel room talking. And, like, so it, it's getting all kinds of Oscar buzz. It's getting all kinds of huge, like, accolades. It's debuted at several festivals. Um, So... I, th- I think Regina King is gonna have a winner here I think this is gonna be getting some Oscar nods I think both for the film and directing and
0: acting I, I mean it's phenomenal cast, yeah I'm so. super excited about it because there's more there needs to be more stories like this that freaking tell the story about what actually happened you know yeah it's been freaking uh, Aaron Burr character there Leslie Oden jr. he's gonna be in it he's playing yep. Sam Cook so yep. I'm super excited about that just so good. I mean, imagine you're the heavyweight champion of the world. You just beat the heavyweight champ. You're
1: the new heavyweight champion of the world. You're probably one of the most famous people ever. You're getting harassed when you leave the arena.
0: Yeah. Because you're black. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is going to be a great film. It's like, didn't you just see I will kick your ass? (laughs) Like, I kicked that guy's ass. I will kick your ass. But, ooh, so good. So good. I can't wait for that one. Yes. Uh, Chloe Grace, Mortez, and Gary car have been cast in leading roles in Amazon's upcoming series adaptation of William Gibson's The Peripheral. Yeah, Uh, I mean, the series centers around Flynn Fisher, Mortez, uh, a woman trying to hold it together after a broken family has forgotten the corner of tomorrow's America. Flynn is a smart, ambitious, and doomed. Okay. And (laughs) she has no future until the future comes calling to her. Mm. Yeah, so... Damn. Damn. That's like saying a lot but not saying anything at the same time. Exactly. And so Carr I guess is the the future, the time traveler. Oh, that's interesting. He's a publicist
1: living in the 22nd century. Yeah. So he comes back and, and I guess gives her a future.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Right? <laughs> it's a great cast. I mean, so we'll see. We'll, uh, exactly, exactly. Amazon is also getting more aggressive with the game plan when it comes to Thursday night football. Mm. Uh, streaming for the 2020 season, adding a different new features, including uh, shoulder programming for the NFL games available on both Prime Video and Twitch which, The TNF streaming coverage kicked off this week with the Bears and Bucks game, which was an interesting one, to say the least. Uh, Um, It's the fourth year Amazon has been doing the Thursday Night Football, but Amazon earlier this year clinched a three-year extension to the Thursday Night Football deal, Digital Games Package, through 2022. Um, Honestly, I don't think a lot of people know about the Thursday Night Football thing, so I think they need to have a more aggressive plan so that people will know about it. They're not doing a lot of marketing. So, mm-mm, mm-mm. and that shoulder broadcasting—that's a good thing because
1: if you can't watch it on Prime, you know, with Amazon or what. Apparently, they're showing them free on Twitch.
0: Yeah. So you know, you can you can watch these on Twitch. That's a good idea, I think. Cause yeah.
1: That's, you know.
0: Agreed, agreed. Well, heading over to Apple, super excited about this news. Uh, The Morning Show is headed back into production. Yes. Super freaking excited. Uh, They started filming their, they're going to start filming their second season, October 19th. Uh, And everybody's coming back, apparently even Steve Carell, who originally signed a one-year deal, you know, one season.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So I'm super interested about that, like what I thought his character was done for. Yeah. So I'm – yeah,
1: I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Such a good show, though. Oh, damn right. I I, I just think – and can we get some Emmy nominations for Reese, please? I know. She deserves it. She deserves it.
0: I mean, come on now. Right, That's right. Amazing. Oh, and Apple TV Plus. You know, they love their musicians. Mm. So, of course, they're going to be making a documentary about the one and only America's child himself. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, and it's going to be boss. titled Letter to You. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, this I'm really excited about. I've been listening to the album Letter to You. I, it's fucking phenomenal it's just Bruce at his best I think it's kind of very gruff and natural and he you know filmed it at his home studio uh, or recorded it in his home studio and now this documentary that's where it was filmed and kind of takes
0: place I'm super fucking pumped if you guys haven't checked out the the, the album yet check it out it's brilliant man definitely definitely and I Amazon has also ordered a docu series, "The Supermodels." Excited about this one uh, too. Yeah, from Brian Grazer and Roz, Ron Howard's Imagine Documentaries, um, and that centers around runway icons like Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford, uh, Chris Lee, Christy Christie Turlington, That's uh, right. and uh, Linda Evans, Evangelista. Evans, Evangelista. Yes. Yeah. So I had every one of them. Posters on my wall. I could see that. Every one of them.
1: I could see that. Yeah, I mean, they they were, like, the hottest things on the face of the planet. Remember George Michael's, you know, video? Uh, You got to have – no, what what was it? Let's – fuck now I can't even remember it I'm so I'm thinking about my posters but they were the stars in all of that video yes I was distracted like so yes sex is natural sex is fun not everybody does it but sure. everybody does. Yeah, that song by George Michael they're in that video it's fantastic <laughs> you, if you're old and in the 80's like me you, you know. know what the fuck I'm talking you about know. you but know but if you're young
0: talk. you have no idea <laughs> who's George Michael we don't know whatever We you don't, don't do know. Know. I, I know who George Michael
1: okay, is okay I was about <laughs> to just like reach over there <laughs>
0: man. you know George Michael don't you uh, Oh my goodness, man. Oh my goodness. Wake oh, me up Dickinson! Wake me up before you go go. Oh there you go. Um that yeah, Apple is renewed. Dickle Dick <laughs> Dickle, Dickle, Dickin, Dickle, Dickinson. Dickinson, uh, which stars Haley Steinfeld oh. as uh, Emily Dickinson for the third season, announced uh, the season two will premiere January 8th of 2021 on Apple TV Plus, and the series two will see Steinfeld reunite with recurring cast members Jane Krakowski uh, and Anna, uh, there's a lot of hard names in this yeah. one, okay, okay, <laughs> yes, but it's okay, Jane Krakowski, Yes, Ellen Hunt, Toby Huss.
1: This is the, this is the most interesting thing to me though. Death is yeah. played by Wiz Khalifa.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, high death. Yeah, not high death. High death. Death. Like death, death. is high. That's right. Death I, is high. I, I just that's worth
1: it right there. Yeah, right. How does that fit into an Emily Dickinson?
0: I don't know, I, but it's really interesting. He's on an animated TV show right now too, so he's trying to get more into like the acting. Game. Yeah. So. Okay, go does you, death, bro. Does death show up to take you?
1: And he's like, black and yellow, black and yellow. Right. I don't know. Like, I'll be like, oh, shit, I'm
0: going. It's time. It's your time, bro. Here's a blunt. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> that motherfucker knows, too. Oh, yeah. oh, my god. He knows. So he good. knows. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Facebook. Did you guys know Facebook has, like, content to watch, like mm-hmm. streaming content? Uh, the Red Round Table. And what was your one with uh, – the Olsen girl. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for yeah, your loss. Yeah, good stuff Scarlet on Witch there. Scarlet Witch herself. Yeah. There's really good stuff on there. And they're making some smart moves. Uh, Taraji P. Henson and will shine a spotlight on mental uh, wellness and a new talk show for Facebook Watch. It's going to be an original series titled Peace of Mind with Taraji. Yes. And it's set to go into production uh, later in 2020. And uh, she's going to interview celebrities, experts, and everyday people about mental health issues, particularly those in the black community. So I'm super excited about that. I am too. I think uh, we can never have too much awareness about
1: mental health. Um, I think it's, it's crucial. I think shows like this are crucial. And if you have a platform that you can put it out there and, and have people talk – you should do it. So agreed. kudos to Taraji. And Facebook's been taking a lot of shit, a lot of heat, uh, but good for
0: them for doing this. Yeah. I, I think this is a smart move. Completely agreed, man. Completely agree. Well, now it is time for our guest segment. Oh, man. Yes. We got the one and only Jason Collette coming on the show to talk about his Netflix huge movie right now, Devil All the Time. The Devil All the Time. Dude, it's so good. Such a good, dramatic piece of filmmaking. Like, it, it it really is like if you guys haven't checked this thing out yet, do it. It it's got like everybody in it. It really does. I, I
1: mean, like literally everybody. If you if you're a fan of Batman, he's in it. Fan of Spider Man, he's in it. How about Winter Soldier? He's in it. Yeah. I mean, you like Elvis? His granddaughter's in it. Like, everybody is in this
0: film, guys. It's just brilliant. Well, and it's great, too, because we're going to dive more into his personal life. This Mm. man dresses up like (laughs) Spider-Man to go visit kids at the hospital. So, Did he talk to Tom about that? You have to listen to find out. Exactly. Exactly, guys. Well... Here he is.
1: Jason Collette, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, we are so happy to have you on the show. Of course, we're going to be talking about the big one coming up, the devil all the time. Uh, But... Your your story, doing the research for this interview and getting ready and getting prepared for it, man, your story is very interesting. So right. we have a lot of questions, Um, but what we like to do to start off the interview is kind of do a little introduction for the fans. Like, how did you get started in the industry? Was it something that you always wanted to do, or did you kind of fall into it? So so let's start there.
2: Oh, okay, great. Uh, well, as far as... um if it's something I always wanted to do uh yes and no, it's something I always have instinctively done uh, ever since I was a kid. I've always been kind of performing, uh, you know, I've always had some sort of an audience. I wouldn't say that I even really knew that I was acting when I was doing it. It was more so just, I like to tell jokes. I like to do, you know, kind of like, um, you know, physical comedy and stuff like that. I'm always looking to, to make a goofball out of myself. <laughs> the of A good laugh. But, um, it wasn't until high school is when I realized, like, oh, there's people that actually, like, this is a career that I could do. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of took on a, a life of its own from there. But throughout college, I got involved in theater. And I started um, writing. I started directing and acting. And, and then it wasn't until 2007 when I was like, I need to take this seriously. I want to go to L.A. I'm gonna go off, and I'm gonna be a movie star. And I did that, and I became super famous. <laughs> I made millions of dollars. I won my first Oscar at like 15 years old. No, um, LA, <laughs> it was it was definitely a learning experience. I, I moved out to L.A. in 2007 from Atlanta, and uh, to say I've had ups and downs within the industry is is a gross understatement. Um, I have such wild stories from everything, from like crazy audition stories to even, like, living situations. Because, you know, you're not an actor in L.A. unless you have, like, a really good living situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And And I've got, like, six. So, you know, I've got that covered, you know. Fantastic.
1: Uh, and
0: I mean, it's yeah. just, it's all a grind, man. And we see you tried, or you do multiple different things. I mean, coming from film and uh, theater as well, but you also trained as a stunt professional. So how did you fall into that? Was it something that you were like, oh, this is just something that is extra on the resume and they could use me <laughs> places? and Or how does that even happen? Because I mean, you're well-trained, man. You got freaking, you got pole climbing, <laughs> weapons, hand-to-hand fighting fault. i wouldn't want to mess with you i'm just saying
2: yeah well, well it sounds good on paper but in reality i'm always the kind of actor and stunts who gets beat up I'm oh no <laughs> <laughs> I, I would always joke with casting directors i'd say apparently i just have a face that looks like it wants to be punched. <laughs> because so, my size you know i'm i'm like you know five seven i'm a short kind of like small guy so Anytime that stunts are involved, I always know right off the bat that I'm going to be the one getting tossed off down the stairs or thrown off the building or, or getting knocked to the ground and kicked repeatedly. You know, that's, that's kind of my forte. <laughs> well, at least you're um, trained for it, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I fell into it, though, uh, pun intended. I was, <laughs> I was working at a theme park. Mm. Uh, and I was I was working as a costumed character as a superhero in, in at the theme park. I was Robin in the Justice League. So, uh, but I wasn't doing the stunts at that time. It was mainly just like the character meet and greets, uh-huh. right? But I I knew a bunch of the guys in the stunt show, and I was really close friends with them. And they were just like in their off time, stunt guys just like to mess around and they like to fight each other and practice their you know their moves. And um, they would ask me if I wanted to help be like a dummy. And I said, yes. And then before you knew it, they were teaching me everything they knew. And I was able to take that knowledge and kind of use it uh, in the acting world when it was like whenever there was a role that required like heavy stunts, but also an emotional aspect to it. Those were the roles that I was I thrived at because I had the, the acting training and the stunt training. And it's very rare to find an actor that can do a really good balance of both. Mm.
1: Uh, see, I, I love that, though, because it, like like any opportunity to get yourself on set and into a role... Exactly. A, a, you know, and to be able to take a skill and be able to parlay it into that, that that's fantastic. And, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times... We have a lot of up-and-comers that are trying to break into the industry that are listeners on our podcast. And so we're always trying to, like, you know, have guests on that kind of, like, share these stories about things. And I feel like sometimes... You know, not enough people realize it's like whatever you can do to get on a set and any skill that you can learn is never a bad thing, you know, to be able to get where you want to go. So we love hearing stories like that, man.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's definitely true. Whatever you can do to, to learn, like there's no judgment in somebody who's starting out, you know, in a, in a career that they're not familiar with. You got you to gotta take in as much information, as much experience as you can by any means necessary. Just, you know... Was, stunts started out as just something fun, and I never thought that it would actually end up being something that I did and got paid for. But you never know, so I'm glad that I took those opportunities when they were presented to me instead of only narrowing my focus on one thing. You know, I mentioned earlier I also write, and I've even directed a little bit. It's, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades in right. the industry because you, you never know when you're gonna you're gonna find something that that speaks to you.
0: Definitely, and I mean it's always good to have something more in the, your little bag of tricks, man. I mean that's what it's all about. Um, and yeah. I mean, uh, talk about the difference between acting on on screen and the acting on stage. Did you start out on stage and then transfer into film and television, or was it kind of vice versa? Uh,
2: well, it was. I mainly started out performing for audiences, so I guess in a way it was stage. Mm-hmm. Um, And it wasn't in college, I started experimenting with, like, making my own home movies. Mm. So that's really kind of where my, like, camera work started to come into play. But there's just something about having an audience that just, like, it it changes the performance. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're doing theater, you know, you could be doing a run of a show 30 nights in a row, and no performance will be the same because so much of the energy comes from the audience. Right, right. Yeah, like if your audience isn't feeling it, like you're just gonna the energy's gonna dip. You're gonna make different choices. Uh You're gonna it really does impact the uh, the performance. And I think that's a really fun aspect of it, like because you never like as an actor you could you know the scene front and back like the back of your hand, and uh, still you'll surprise yourself just because of how an audience is in the in the you know in in the room.
1: Absolutely, to get that instant feedback. Like, yeah. you know, on television and the movies, you don't get that. So you could tell right away whether something is working or not working and make that, that adjustment immediately. So, yeah, that's got to be a high for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I,
1: that
2: that's true.
0: I think there's a beauty of both, like getting that instant gratification and performing for the back row, like you're acting so big. But then also on the flip side of that, you get that – emotion on for the on screen dialogue and for the on screen acting. I think there's such beauty in both aspects of things. So I always love it when actors and anybody who comes on who has worked in either stage and or film and television that they show their love for both sides of it because I mean they are really parallel but yet so different in the same time.
2: Yeah. They all have their they all have their different things that you kinda have to master in order to navigate them, you know. Like you were saying earlier theater is all exaggerated, you know, you're acting for the back row. Right. Whereas in film, You know, all of a sudden, all those expressions that in theater, they would be very broad. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you got to minimize it because the slightest movement in your lips or like an eye twitch is all captured on camera.
1: Right, right. Um, So how was that transition? I mean, you're going from theater and a theme park performer and stuntman, which is all (laughs) over the top huge. Then going into film. Did you find the transition difficult? Did it take a little bit to kind of get used to, to bringing it all in a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different thing when, when all of a sudden you got like a giant eight foot camera rig, like shoved (laughs) in your face and they're like, and they're like, no, your mother just died. Go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's, it's kind of jarring, but, uh, it's just, like I said, one of the things that you just have to learn to master and navigate through and it's a learning experience. Like I'm sure that the very first time I was on camera, it was probably a nightmare I, I blocked
1: it out of my memory, so I don't know. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's all a learning experience. I think the most important thing, though, even just early on in this interview, you could tell, is the positive attitude that you have and the way that you approach everything. I think that's key in order to be able to succeed in this industry. Like it, the way you, t- <laughs> the way you talked about living conditions or auditions or you know, it's going to be hectic. It's going to be crazy, and if you go into it and you don't have a positive attitude, you're in all kinds of trouble.
2: Oh, gosh, yeah. I never would have made it anywhere if I didn't have that kind of mindset. When I when I first moved to L.A., um, I didn't have a place to live. I didn't know anybody. I was essentially homeless and broke. So, you know, I went online and I found someone who was renting out a room in their house up in the valley. And I was like, well, you know, I, I need a place to go. So I went and checked it out. And it turns out that this guy was actually renting out his front porch.
0: Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: he took his front porch <laughs> and he... he he, the guy threw down some carpet. He put a front door on it with a little latch. Threw an AC unit in the back corner and was like three seventy five a month. Are you in? And I was like, I'll take it. Wait, <laughs>
1: wait, wait! What three seventy five? We didn't get anywhere near that lucky man. We were doing. We were the same way when we first came out here. We were doing the whole we're homeless, we're bouncing from hotel to hotel, looking for people that were renting rooms, but we never found three seventy five. No, <laughs>
0: that was like a thousand. Like, yeah, like
1: was- come on now.
2: It was a front porch, though. (laughs) I I still feel like I kind of overpaid for it. (laughs) Boy. I, I threw a futon in the back, and I was like, I lived there for a couple of months.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't think people realize when you first go out there that the living situation is an absolute nightmare, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've had different uh, guests come on the show and talk about literally living out of their car, but they were saving up for that YMCA uh, freaking (laughs) membership (laughs) so they could shower at the YMCA. (laughs) Like, it's it's like there's beauty in the struggle. There really is.
2: Uh, But that's passion, man it really is you know like even when you're doing that you're still fueled by the passion and the energy that is like i'm i'm doing it you know like you you're you're pursuing something so you have like a goal in mind so it's like you're willing to make those sacrifices when you know that it satisfies like your soul, you know what I mean
0: exactly man exactly well I, I,
2: we're I like... will say that I woke up one morning um, on the porch covered in bees oh shit because oh. like a, a wasp nest somehow formed in the corner of the porch <laughs> and uh, they found their way inside the porch so that was definitely um you know when you wake up in the morning covered in wasps you have to keep telling yourself I'm doing it I'm doing it <laughs> all right so, like, like, uh... you
1: know, like, <laughs>
2: Like, oh, my goodness. Oh
1: See, that's the kind of story, though, when you do get to where you were talking about earlier in the interview, when you're up on the stage and you got the gold statue in the hand. You talk about them wasps and how you woke oh, up, you know, and how you earned that gold. Oh, yeah. I know, right? I, I definitely earned it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be playing the music and carting me off until I tell that story. Exactly. You know.
0: Exactly. That's so good, man. That's so good. But I really want to talk about – um. Chuck, one of your uh, debuts on television, and I mean working with alongside Zachary Levi, who is like a huge epic star right now. What what was that like? Just being on that set that ran for multiple years?
2: Uh, they had their people that they loved bringing in on a consistent basis, and I, as much as I tried to get in there, I just they already had those slots filled. So my my role on that film was very short-lived. I, I just played an employee who was getting fired by, you know, um, Joshua Gomez's character. So, you know, we had some fun kind of, like, back and forth there. So, but, but yeah, I, Zach wasn't even on set that day. Damn. He Well, actually, I take that back. He came in, you know, he, he had, like, a very brief time on set for his role because most of his scenes in that episode took place outside of the, uh, the Bymore. Mm. Right, right. So... He, he poked his head in for a little bit just to see me selling some TVs. But then he was gone. And the, and the next thing I know, I'm getting I'm getting fired by Joshua Gomez's character. Um, but no, that, that set was just like an, a well-oiled machine. It ran so efficiently. Nobody complained the whole day. You know, I think I was there for a couple of days, maybe two. And uh, yeah, it, everything ran really smoothly. We, all the actors nailed their stuff on the first takes. It's like one of those things where especially me coming into the show, I love watching the show. Mm-hmm, so you, mm-hmm. so you want to be on set as long as you can. And they're like, Great, we got it. You're done. And I'm like, Oh, are you sure we got it? Do it again. <laughs> you know, you, you just don't want it to end. Especially when you're working with talent such as, you know, Scott Krinsky and Joshua Gomez. Right. You know, they're just so funny in the room and they, they come up with such fun stuff to do on the spot. Um, Absolutely. Well and yeah, that's you just, that's you the thing.
1: You, you go and you and, and you talk about, again, I kind of bring it back to the people trying to get up into the industry and kind of that. like, it doesn't matter if it's a one-shot guest appearance, you know, you're on there for a day or two. What you can learn on a set like that, like you said, a well-oiled machine where it's all clicking and it's going and it's a hit, that's invaluable experience that you can take away from that.
2: It really is, and I'm very fortunate to have, to, to have gotten to work on that, that show because that was right when I, like, first moved to L.A. It was like, I'd almost like I'd almost never even been on a set before, so it was a great like introduction to the the world of LA and how a set runs. Mm. That's
1: always interesting to hear. I, I, I love that. Well, and then you've kind of definitely like like. Parlayed forward and, and and skyward almost. Let's talk about Watchmen because holy shit, <laughs> that was epic, man! And you just happen to be on the episode that gets nominated for 187 Emmys. I mean, you know, eight Emmy nominations is huge, man. That show oh, yeah. was just like. I mean, absolutely incredible. So it, I, I've heard from a lot of people that it was like a small film. It's like literally you were on the set of a small film. Is that true?
2: Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, and we all knew that we were making something that was that was going to be incredibly well received as we were making it. Just the aura on set and everybody, you know, after reading the script and we knew what you know themes the episode was tackling. We all knew that there was a lot of pressure to make it good. Uh, so, so much work went into those scenes. Like I, I got to do stunts on that, on that episode, even though I wasn't hired as, as stunts. Um, so it was nice that I got to work in a little bit of work there, but um, we spent hours just researching, like rehearsing mm-hmm. one shot, just one shot. We would spend hours on like uh, Stefan Williams, you know, that's how intricately he was involved with every shot on that, on that um, episode because, and, it shows in the final product, and that's exactly why it's getting nominated for all these Emmys, is because it is so well-structured. you know, structured. Everything from the writing to the, to the shots to the acting, it, everything ran really, really good for that episode. What was the audition process
1: like for that?
2: Oh, it's funny. I actually almost didn't even go to it. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> I, well, I, I had a conflict. I was I was doing some prep work for Devil All the Time right when they were casting for that. And uh, the the first audition was on tape, and I just recorded it as like an afterthought. It was like, you know, I'm I'm I've got all this stuff to do. Oh, they want me to submit an audition real quick. I guess I could do it, and I just sent it off, and I forgot about it. And then as I was on set, uh, prepping for Devil all the time, I got a call from the from my agent saying like, Hey, they want you to come in. They need you to be in Atlanta in person, mm. you know, today. And I'm like, I'm in Alabama, oh, you know, shit. like. I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, two hours away. So they were like, well, but this is Watchmen. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) good good point. So I I got in my car and, you know, I I drove uh, out back to Atlanta, two hour drive just for this audition and then drove back to Alabama. Mm. Um, But I was only in the room for a couple of seconds. You know, Stephen Williams was, was there with the casting director um, and, you know, we we went over the scene a couple times. Uh he talked a little bit about his what he was looking to do with the episode. And uh and then that was it. I was maybe there for not even an hour. Wow. And and then I was back in my car. So
1: that's a four-hour round trip for like a few minutes in the room. Right. That's like, like so like incredible. So they told you Watchmen though. So it's not like these Marvel things where it's a clandestine CIA operation is all top secret, <laughs> right?
2: No, yeah, and even for the Watchmen's, or not for Watchmen, but even for the Marvel stuff, they still kind of tell you, like, a lot of these productions, they have code names. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so when they first tell you, they're like, oh, yeah, you're reading for, you know, Project Godzilla, and then they go, it's Marvel, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, why even use the code name? Right, right. right. <laughs> do, do, do they give you fake sides, though?
1: Or, I mean, are, or are you actually reading from something that's contextually in the script?
2: Uh, no, for for Watchmen, it was definitely um, in the script. Nice. Um, I know that for Marvel, sometimes they'll send they'll send sides that are, you know, it might be like a a, a kind of like a dummy script. Uh-huh. But uh, it, it also depends on the size of the role and what the role is too. If it's like if I'm reading for you know Captain America's new sidekick. Yeah, you know, they're probably not going to give me the actual script right right least, but
0: <laughs> that's so awesome but let's talk about the biggie man the devil oh, which one's
2: that Huh? you
0: know <laughs> that big <laughs> netflix drama devil all the time <laughs> opposite of uh tom holland robert Pattison, bill skarsgård like so many epic people are a part of this project and you are as well I mean, how do you <laughs> score a gig opposite batman and
1: spider-man bro like
2: like <laughs> seriously yeah. well i mean you say that but i yeah. Also, remember, I used to be Robin in the Justice League. This room. is true. Right there. Yeah, boom, right yeah, there. Yeah, boy wonders. <laughs> I, I just want – of course you want to walk up to Tom Holland and, and Robert Pattinson and just play, hey, man, so technically I'm your sidekick. Dude. There you go. There you
1: go. W- which leads to the next question. Did, did Holland realize that, you know, you're dressing up as Spider-Man and visiting place? Are you trying to take his gig, bro? Like, we're going to talk about that a little later. I'm <laughs> no. just wondering how Holland felt about that, you know.
2: Man, I wanted to tell him so badly, like <laughs> – He could take this one of two ways. (laughs) You know, he doesn't know me. He might be creeped out. He might be intrigued. Who knows? But no, we never had that conversation. I only got to talk to Tom on my last day. Mm. The the majority of my scenes weren't actually with Tom. We actually my character only meets him in passing. So you know I did get to have a very brief interaction with him on my last day when they were wrapping me. Tom was coming in as I was going out, and we you know he congratulated me on a on a shoot and you know kind of like that. Uh, so it was very short lived. And um, but man, it was tempting not to tell him. I wanted to just you know I had the costume in my car. I was like, I'm <laughs> sure,
1: it's <come out." laughs> so a funny. photo shoot. Okay, well, ne- my next question, is Jason as scary as as he comes... Dude, whenever that guy plays a bad guy, I- I'm just like, that guy is terrifying. Right. Like... <laughs>
2: I know it's a stare. It's that gaze. Like, yeah, you never know really what he's going to do. So, yeah, well let's talk about
1: For anybody who's not familiar with it, obviously takes place uh post World War II. It's kind of like a 60s era. It's a throwback. Oof, it's it, it is intense storyline. <laughs> yeah, about about yeah. some shady stuff going on in the backwoods uh little town, man. <laughs> So talk about it, man. What was the audition process like for that? Um, and, and then talk about being on set with, it because I, I feel like sometimes with these intense storylines, it can probably get pretty intense with the filming as
2: well. It definitely can. Oh, this is this is definitely one of those. <laughs> um, for, so if you're not familiar with the the film, you know it is based on the book by Donald Ray Pollock, and uh, the the film very closely resembles the book. Like mm. Antonio and Paulo Campus when they were writing and adapting. They definitely, they, you can see that they're big fans of the book, that they didn't want to, they wanted to do it justice, ju- justice, and they wanted to do justice to Donald Ray Pollock as well. So um, it's very dark, very twisted. Um, and I knew nothing about this, this book or the movie prior to getting the audition. So you can imagine the look on my face when my agent's like, oh, hey, we got a new audition for you. I'm just going to send you this scene real quick and, you know, read it over. And I'm and I'm reading this scene, and it just so happens to be one of the most intense scenes in oh, the entire yeah. movie. And I had no prep going into it. And I, I remember just being glued to the page. Like, I'm reading this, and every page, every line gets more and more twisted as the scene continues. And I, I immediately called my agent. I was like, I don't know what you just gave me, but I'm in. <laughs> and uh, I went and I read the book. I read it in the span of, like, geez, maybe a weekend. Like, oh, I read wow. so quick. And then, you know, kind of the same deal with Watchmen is, you know, I prepped for the audition. I, I recorded myself at home, sent it off to casting, and then you kind of forget about it. And I didn't hear anything back for uh, maybe two months. And all of a sudden, I got a call from my agent saying, hey, Antonio Campos is in town. He wants to meet with you about uh, this, you know, this part in the movie. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even know I was still in the running for that. So, I met with Antonio and the moment I walked into the room, like you could just tell the, the excitement on his face. Like, Oh yeah. He's just so happy to be like, you could, like I said, he's a huge fan of, of the book and he's really excited to be able to like put his spin on it and, you know, bring it to, you know, film. And, uh, it was evident in our conversation too. We just nerded out over the book cause the book is insane. Mm. So he was like, I, well actually i think i asked him first i was like just so you know i went and re- i read the whole book and it's insane i was like i assume you've read it but can we just talk about this scene for a second and, and he's like yeah i know he's like oh my gosh it's gonna be so crazy he was like, you won't even believe what i have planned to shoot how to shoot some of these scenes i was like man i can't wait to see it um you know we did the scenes uh, a couple times with some redirects and uh and then it just went really well. And he said, great, thank you. Uh, we'll be in touch. Mm. And I, you know, I left. And as soon as I walked out of the room, I called my agent and I said, you're going to be getting a phone call because I definitely got it. <laughs> I <laughs> so, love that. I love that. My, my agent was like, oh, <laughs> sure. OK. And sure enough, like two hours later, they called him and they're like, yeah, Netflix wants to negotiate with you over, you know, appearing in the film. Boom. And that's kind of how that that went down. We were filming within a month later.
1: And isn't it awesome, though, when you're involved in something like that and the passion of the filmmaker comes through and you have a passion for the project and you just know that it's something special and that's going to translate on screen?
2: Absolutely, There couldn't have been a better person to bring, you know, the the novel to a film adaptation. Like Antonio's, you know, if you know anything about his background and the types of movies and the types of themes that he likes to do, you couldn't have picked a better director or a better writer too, you know, cause he adapted it.
0: Yeah. That's super awesome. And with it being such a, like a dramatic story to tell, like after like they yelled cut, like what did everybody just exhale? Like a <laughs> sigh of relief. Like, okay, we can let that go now and return back to the happy world that we're living oh, in. You, have,
2: you no, it lingers with you. Oh, I can I imagine. Wish, I wish that it was like a, an immediate switch, but, um, Especially for my scenes, you know, um, anyone who's familiar with, you know, my character in the book, they're going to be pleasantly surprised because Antonio actually expanded on my character for uh. the film. So you, you do get a little bit more of that character, more more meat for me to kind of chew on in these scenes. But the stuff that Antonio wrote, I don't know if I'm happy or upset because it's like the <laughs> the emotion and the requirements it is for me as an actor is just... It causes me to go to some really uncomfortable places, um, and I I can't wait for people to see it on screen and 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 hopefully people it resonates with them.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important. I think that's what that that's where hits are made is when you are somebody watching it and you feel like you can connect to the character in a good way or a bad way, but that connection I think is absolutely crucial for people to find and resonate and 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 want to see the film. So yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, it, I guess in those type scenes too, it's a, it, extremely important that the people that you're acting against and around are 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 just as in it as you are and are going through the same type thing. Uh, so talk about talk about your scenes because Riley, wow, has grown so immensely over the last few years as an actress. I think she's always been a phenomenal talent and of course she's got the family lineage and and, and things like that. but I, I just think the talent has grown immensely and and of course Jason. so what was it like playing back and forth against them because a, a lot of your scenes are with them.
2: It was incredible. I've always been a fan of Jason Clark. Um, I've been following his career for years now. And uh, when they told me that, Oh, you're going to get to, you know, be in these scenes with, with Jason. It was like, Oh, like you really start to feel the pressure. Cause he like the moment he steps on set, he's there to have, he's there to have fun. Mm-hmm. But he's also there to take it seriously. Right. And he comes with ideas. Like, And that's one of the things I loved about working on this film so much is that it was very much a uh, collaboration. Mm. You know, it wasn't, you know, Jason coming in and running the show or even Antonio coming in and running the show. There was always a dialogue that was to be had between what's your interpretation of the scene? What's your interpretation of this character? How do you see this going in your mind? And how can we together create something that, you know, is going to be so powerful that we couldn't have done on our own? And that's something, as an actor, you're just like, that's the money right there. Absolutely. Because that's, the, that's the perfect work environment. Um, and, you know, Jason is definitely one of those actors, you know, that he was always questioning everything and always coming up with ideas. And then he would always stop and go, well, what do you think, Jason? And I'd be like, Jason Clark is asking me what I think. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those Wayne's World movies, you know, the, we're not worthy. We're not. <laughs> and uh, and know,
1: Riley's uh, there with Jason squared. She's like, eh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, then,
2: and then you throw Riley into it. So, like, you're, I'm already working with a director that I admire, and Antonio Campos. And then you throw in Jason Clark. I'm just like, whew. And then you throw in Riley with with all of her, you know, her family lineage and what she's been doing the last couple of years. Right. And how much. Like, how much is writing on this role for her, which she knocks it out of the park, by the way. Like, I think I think one of the things that most people are going to walk away from when they watch this movie is her performance Uh. is going to be a standout. And that's saying a lot, considering the talent that you have in this movie. You know, the people that are standing out, they really have to go above and beyond. And Riley's one of them.
1: And um, and you are as well. It says a lot about the level of your talent to be able to go toe to toe with these guys exactly. and, and be able <laughs> to pull off the performance that you've been able to pull off. So congratulations, yeah. sir.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it was it was definitely a daunting task, but I, I think that we created something that's like I said, it's really going to resonate with people. I know it resonated with me. So as long as it was authentic to me, you know, I'm happy with the work that I did, and I, I definitely am.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. And if you could choose just one, one scene or one specific moment on set, what would you say would be your favorite?
2: You know what? Uh, I think it might be. Um, it was this moment that I had with Jason Clark when we were driving to the set, and it, this was a this was a day of filming that was a lot of pressure was on me because we were dealing with some really heavy emotional themes that day. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it was going to require a lot out of me, both emotionally and physically, too. So I'm nervous. You know, I'm sitting in the van, and we're driving to set. And then I'm sitting next to Jason, who's, like, humming, by the way. And like, <laughs> which is, and if you and you know, I can't give away exactly what the scene is. But right. if you know the scene, that's kind of twisted. Like, oh. this, like knowing what you're going to do that day, and you're, and you're nervous, but you look over, and Jason's just humming to himself. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't it's concerning is what it was, but uh, you know, I lean over to Jason and I'm like, you know, Jason, when we get out there, I just want you to know that um, we're dealing with some heavy stuff today. Um, if you feel like, you know, you want to do something in the moment, you know, just go with it and I'll respond and I'll improvise with you. And like, let's go down that road and it might take us to some uncomfortable places, but let's see what comes of it, you know, cause I want this to be really good. Um, and he, and he was like, Right, right, right. He goes, but um, just remember one thing. And I'm like, yeah. What? And like he leans in, like really, like, like really, like creepy on the like, <laughs> like, really silent. And he leans in to tell me something. I like, I lean in, and he just goes, "It's just a movie, man." <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he leans back in his chair and he starts humming again. And I was like, oh, I was like, that was really, that's a, like the, that resonated with me <laughs> the whole rest of the shoot because you know it is a good lesson in a lot of ways because as an actor we do kind of let our the pressure overwhelm us at times right you know? it's, it's good to kind of put yourself in check and remember it's just the movie we're here to have fun yep you know we can't take any of it too seriously because at the end of the day none of it matters really right
1: that's exactly right that's exactly right and it's all about sure. having fun i mean come on
2: Yeah, so best advice I've ever gotten. Well, it's It's funny that you
1: say that, best advice you've ever gotten, because we're about to hit you with best advice you're ever going to (laughs) give. At the end of the interviews, we always like (laughs) to ask our guests to pass on a little bit of advice because, like we said, we got a lot of up-and-comers coming in and that are trying to break into the industry. So what advice would you give to those trying to break in and maybe what pitfalls would you tell to avoid?
2: Oh well, um Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quote you know Mr. Jason Clark I'm not gonna give his, his advice, even though I couldn't give anything that's even close to as good as that. But if, if my career has over the last 13 years has taught me anything, if I were to pass it on, it would be that um, when you, you know as an actor, when you attach certain expectations to an end result, by doing that you sacrifice the passion. Mm. And what I what I mean by that is you know especially when you're an up and coming actor, there's a lot riding on every audition, you know, you want to be doing your best. And a lot of times you, you only focus on, you know, the outcome, you know, like, Oh, if I book this or, you know, how my performance is received and what the next project is. And it's like, when you focus on that, you start to sacrifice the reason that you're doing it in the first place. Is right. that passion, that need to perform, that need to, to feel that need to affect, you know, your audience or the person you're op- you're, opposite acting with so um i i've had to check myself multiple times throughout my career and just say you know what if my job isn't to get this part that i'm auditioning for my job isn't you know to to do any of these things it's as long as i'm doing a performance that's authentic to me and that i'm happy with and that i feel moved in then that's the job that's why i do it um, so that, that would be my advice is, you know, don't attach expectations to an end result because you're only going to sacrifice your passion.
0: Mm, I like that. Me too. Great yeah. advice. And what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid?
2: I would, I, you know, don't try to be what you think people want. You know, um, a, a good quote that an acting teacher, a very wise acting teacher once told me is, uh, the thing that you hate the most about yourself is the thing that people are eventually going to love and praise you for. Um, so we tend to, as actors, we tend to, you know, our insecurities, we tend to bury them and we tend to try to be something that we're not. Like, for example, like I've always wanted to be leading man, you know, like, and sometimes you want to be, you want to portray yourself as a leading man, like uh-huh. the, the sexy, attractive action hero, you know, but at the same time, it's like, that's not who I am as an individual. Like, I'm kind of quirky. I'm kind of goofy. I'm a little <laughs> bit nerdy, you know, like. And for the longest time of my career, I only tried to do roles that were like, this is the role that Tom Cruise would be doing. But it's like, and and I found that I just wasn't happy doing it. Mm. And that's because I wasn't embracing who I was as an individual, not just as an actor. But it was like, I want to do the roles that, that speak to me, that speak, that kind of like, I really do feel like this role is for me. And that's who I am. Um, so, yeah, the, the major pitfall is, you know, don't try to be something that you're not. Um, I love and, that yeah
1: wow yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to beat that as advice i mean and we're always our our own worst critic right so i mean exactly. I, I feel yeah that's outstanding advice we of course have to tell everybody where can they follow you because it's all about social media man
2: <laughs> it is you can find me on instagram uh, my handle is actor underscore jmc
1: there you go easy enough to find and exactly. we will direct yeah. everybody there for sure listen dude th- thank you so much for coming on and talking to us because i mean it, it was a blast talking to you you clearly have a passion for what you do and i think that's so inspiring for others and we need a lot more people like you because i think that's how we're going to get through a lot of this stuff we're going through in society today is that positive attitude and passion for what you do and just living life happy man and we couldn't be yeah. more happy that you came on to talk to us
2: oh no thank you the by all means, the pleasure is all mine. This was this was a lot of fun. Oh, we
1: appreciate it. And open invite, man. Anytime you want to come back on and talk about what you got going on or just come on and shoot the shit with us, bro. Open invite, man.
2: Great. You guys are gonna definitely regret that. But you know, <laughs> you up on that offer every day. And yeah. it's it's all good man we we do all
1: kinds of crazy stuff so you never know we'll have you come on and talk about top five or whatever you know
2: it'll be awesome bro guys i haven't even scratched the surface on some of the stories i have you think the porch is the worst thing oh man
1: all right all right well good we're looking forward to it man listen have a great rest of the week Continued success in the career, man, and I can't wait for everybody to watch this movie. And just it, uh, we know it's going to be a huge hit. And again, thanks for coming on, bro.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Yep. Take care now. See ya. All right,
1: you
2: too.
0: All right. Bye bye so good man so good i love when actors just come on and just talk about enjoying life as an actor just yeah. enjoying time on set and all the good things uh, exactly i mean
1: and and the realism again he's talking like, about like no when i first moved out there it sucked yeah, uh, it was know, rough. i was homeless i didn't know where i was going and i mean but he's just another
0: example of one of those people that
1: yeah you're gonna go out there it's gonna be tough but you stick with it you don't give up and you're gonna make it exactly and boom there he is
0: it's all about that realism too because people go out there with stars in their eyes just expecting the shit to hit like as soon as you get out there, but no, I mean it takes years, man. Mm-hmm. It takes a long ass time, so I'm glad that the up-and-comers can hear that it's a process, and you just gotta enjoy the process. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you again Jason Collette for coming on the show. Alright, now it is time for the Top 5 segment. Oof, man, oh man, brought to you by our podcast producer Jason. Just making him harder and harder every week. Every week. But this one's gonna be special. This one is going to be special. Not only is our top five, top five Robert De Niro films, yes. we got the one and only Rebecca Kennedy coming back on the show to do it with us. Yes, what's up Rebecca?
4: Hey, thanks for having me back again. Of okay.
0: course. Double digits. You are now
1: officially yeah. double digits. Yeah. The 10th appearance. Lucky number 10. Woo! <laughs> Only it means only good things. It does. <laughs> it means only good things. We've known forever you were a ten, Rebecca. You're our favorite. You always get the high score. Exactly. Always, so. <laughs> it's about well, time you got the ten. All right.
3: I'll
1: take it. All right. Oh um, man, yeah, you're right though. Bobby De Niro. How do you pick just five? I know. Like uh, it's rough. this. This was a. T- I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Bobby because I started that a while right, ago, and yeah. I'm just gonna go by. Like you know him personally. Yeah. It, or until sometimes. he tells yeah. me not to, he's like, "Hey, you putts, don't call me yeah. Bobby." Right, like, yeah, to be all right. <laughs> he's, like,
4: he's like, I prefer Bob. That's right.
0: <laughs> if you're going to disrespect me, call me Bob. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know how it goes, Rebecca. Special guests go first. Yes. Oh, man. I know. Oh, Every time putting you on the spot. It's Every true. time. So it's what's so your number hard. five?
4: So I want to put out there that this is not in any order. Of, of course.
0: That. Of course. She's always and, uh, good about that. She is.
4: <laughs> yeah. And that I does not, you know, it's like I couldn't even, these aren't really even top. These are just ones I love because every movie he's done is amazing. Yes, much. So, exactly. Um, and I also have a sixth I want to throw out there when we're done. As of course. A shout out for Halloween. Um, so I'll go <laughs> with my fifth. Um, is going to be, uh, so this, so I also was like, okay, can I go, should I go with the, you know, the ones that are everybody knows and everybody loves. and <laughs> need it for, Right. Or some like, you know, underdogs. So I did mm. both. So I'm going to go with number five being the intern. Ooh. Ooh. The
1: intern. Yes. Because
4: I love him in that movie. He's so charming and sweet and just, and you know, it shows his range because he's done so many of the other sides of him that he's just so lovey, love, lovey, lovely. movie. <laughs>
1: And Lovey, it's I'm fine. Sure, yeah, you know, I'm sure he's <laughs> great. So I was like,
4: I throw that out there as like a you know underdog film. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm not sure a
0: lot of people have seen that one. To be honest with
4: you, I
1: know, and and, and it's it's crazy because you know, De Niro always comes across as the guy in control yeah. in like all of his movies, right? And this movie, like yeah. you said, really showed the range. He, you know, it's it's fun to see him kind of bumbling and stumbling and kind of having to learn yeah. new things, and then. In trade, you know, passing on experience for the youngins to learn. It, it, yeah, it was a really
0: great movie. I thought.
4: Yeah, if people haven't seen it. They,
0: they should check it out. They definitely, should definitely check it out. Definitely. Oh man. Oh goodness. Uh, here we go. Here it is. We're here. We're here doing this thing. So let's get it started. <laughs> um <laughs> My number five. I'm going with Meet the Parents slash Meet the Fockers. Yes. That shit yes. is so freaking funny. His dynamic with Ben yeah. Stiller is just honestly so good. And then of course in the second one with. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, like it's just so great. I love seeing him in comedic roles as well. Like, cause yep. I mean, we all recognize him as such this great dramatic actor. I mean, in all these mafia movies and all these other dramatic roles, but in some of these comedic performances, he just shines. Absolutely. And they're just absolutely brilliant. So yes, my number five, meet the parents slash meet the fuckers. Uh. All right. Well, you guys have kind of like, you know, lightened
1: it up with the intern and meet the Fockers. I'm going to take it really dark and twisted. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I got to go to one of his most disturbing roles ever. Um, Cape Fear is my number five. Uh. Cape Fear. I mean, uh, who better to play a a, a psychopath that, that was convicted of rape who's out of prison... And then going to go after the lawyer that convicted him of rape. I mean, uh, De Niro was scary as shit yeah, in this movie. Yeah, that Juliette Lewis was, like, fantastic. I mean, Jessica Lange. Um, Nick Nolte was uh, fantastic as, as the attorney that convicts him, right? Um, and, and I love this because a lot of people didn't know that, that Cape Fear was a remake. Mm. It was actually a remake of an older film with Gregory Peck and uh, Robert Mitchum. And they were both in the remake. They oh, they, wow. they both had roles in the remake. Um. So, but yeah, I just really you you know De Niro. Whoo! Talk about range. I mean, this yep. guy was just insanely scary in this movie <laughs> that's all the only way i can say it insanely scary plus i'm a huge fan of the last tycoon you guys know that and so the you know the film version of that not billy ray's brilliant amazon series but the film version was bobby de niro and robert mitchum mm. they were they were monroe star and uh, pat brady so wow. kind of reunited in cape fear so there you go i haven't seen that one to be honest Who it was bad Yeah. It was really, really bad. Cape Fear is brilliant. Uh, Last Tycoon, really, really bad. Hollywood thought they had it. All the the Golden Boys, you know, bombed. Mm. So just uh, Cape Fear. If you want (laughs) to see the two of them together
0: in a brilliant movie, Robert Mitchum and Bobby De Niro, watch Cape Fear. There you go. There you go. It's brilliant. Right there. I mean, I'm sure both of them are in the Amazon vault because Amazon has like everything. Oh, yeah, without doubt. Without doubt. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Rebecca, what you got for number four?
4: All right, uh, number four. I picked uh, This Boy's Life.
0: With
3: mm.
4: him and Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow, wow. so yeah.
3: good. Yeah. So oh, good. Really good.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when they were young, young. Well, especially Leo was very young. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like him. You know, it's like we talk about range. I mean, it's yeah. just he can do really anything. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's like a, more of a, not as like. Maybe not as well-known movie for him, so that's why I like. I wanted to pick some that weren't mm-hmm. so obvious, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, I love that like
0: you're the, going rare. I love that. Yeah,
4: hasn't seen it. And I should watch
0: it. I mean, I'm just making a list right now. Like, I mean, <laughs> shit. Like, there's like three so far that I have to watch. That's like, it. I need to catch yeah. up on my homework. Ah, man. How about uh, how about you? What you got? Me? We're you know? skipping now, aren't you? Oh yeah, I'm going. I always do this. I think I get terrified when Rebecca comes on because <laughs> yeah. she's just so great, and I get nervous, and I get out of the swing of things. And it's that Station oh, 19, no. bro. She gonna pull
4: that yes, gun exactly. on you, man. <laughs> like, just like
1: read your number four now. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, okay. I need to be. I need to be
4: in a movie with Bobby De Niro. yeah.
1: yeah yes, that's yeah. what needs to happen. Ooh, oh, that'd be awesome.
4: Hey. Bob if you're listening that's right (laughs)
0: that's right give her a call call, all right we're pitching you right now we're pitching it (laughs) Kennedy and De Niro that would be a matchup I know right yes so good so good all right since we're doing my number four since it is my turn (laughs) uh um, I'm going with silver linings playbook Mm, yes dude Mm -hmm. like the cast was just absolutely amazing and especially like dealing with the mental health aspect I mean we've been talking about the mental health aspect in the entertainment industry a lot the past couple weeks weeks and with this movie everybody knows like the bipolar disorder and just everything that was happening trying to get life back on track after figuring out you have this condition and yeah i just think his performance alongside bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence was just amazing Mm -hmm. i I would have to agree and shout out shout out to uh our guest uh mandy moore yeah choreographed Choreographed
1: shared a great little story about how the dancing didn't come so easy to uh jennifer Brad. yeah (laughs) But you know, yeah, no, <laughs> but uh really good yeah. film though. Good pick. Yeah, good man. pick. All right. I, I'm inspired by Rebecca. So my number four is a little bit lesser known, but um, I, I think a lot of people have seen it. We'll see. The King of Comedy. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, you, yeah, oh, you yes. bring up Leo. So you, I've got to go Scorsese directed by Martin Scorsese, yeah. the King of Comedy uh, with De Niro playing a, a fledgling, fledgling um, comedian whose only goal is to be famous and he and he's you know that's his, that's his dream and he's not getting the spotlight he's not getting it done so he kidnaps his idol <laughs> Shit. to make sure that he gets the spotlight because the idol is like eating up all his time eating up all his glory so he kidnaps uh, uh, Jerry Lewis plays his idol brilliant I mean so you got Jerry Lewis and Robert De Niro and then Scorsese directing it yeah. I mean come on now um, and a lot of people don't know but the king of comedy. One of the inspirations for Todd Phillips uh, with the Joker. Oh wow! So uh, y- yeah, so there you go. The 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 fledgling, you know, comedian take down the idol type that storyline played heavily and oddly enough with De Niro. Yeah. You know, um. So there you go, king of comedy, Ooh, number four. It's a good one.
4: That's, that's a good one.
1: Definitely.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Take a bow. Take a
1: bow. <laughs> I mean,
4: they're all good. good That's so. right. They're all
0: Bobby, all right? They're all good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's Bob, sir. It's Bob. Bob.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rebecca. What you got for number three?
4: All right. So then we're going to go, you know, back to the ones that, you know, are and taxi driver.
1: Ooh, yes, taxi driver. They're so good. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's all you gotta say. Yeah, you don't have to say anything yeah, else. It's I taxi
1: driver. Mean, you know, are you, really talking, to are you, are you talking, talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to say. It. It's it's probably
0: his most famous line in anything. So yeah, you're taxi yeah. driver. Ah, oh, so good, man. So good. I just want to like stop what we're doing right now and just all binge watch like all these seriously, movies. Oh, they're, seriously, they're so good. we'll have a De Niro night. It'll be fantastic. You're right? It'll be great. <laughs> Designated nights for great actors. Yes. Um, my number three goes to Limitless. Mm. Oh, I'm kind of showing a trend here between uh, wow. Brad, Brad and, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, freaking Rob. Robbie. Uh, Bob. Bob. Uh, we're gonna give him every like, name possible. It's like not my nickname. Right? he's like he's listening to this right now. He's like these fuckers like oh, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean from what his role was in that going to like the mentor type towards Bradley mm, and yeah. then at the end being like, Oh, I got this on you. I can use this to like overthrow you or be more powerful than you and Bradley's like, nah, nah. But I just love the dynamic. Two great actors like working well on screen together so it's always amazing to see that so yes my number three limitless
1: yes
4: <sighs> oh, oh, oh good
1: <laughs> my number three. <laughs> Again, I think just an absolutely brilliant performance, and, and more physical than De Niro is used to. I feel like mm-hmm. um, that you know that there was a lot of physical acting in, in this film. I'm talking about Awakenings. Mm. Mm. I mean, Damn. you
4: know, I haven't seen that movie. I realize. Oh, so really? So See, you got to start is, your list. Cause I, was, I know because when I was looking at like what I was going to pick, um, I was like, I haven't with Robin Williams. I was like, I haven't seen this movie. Yes. <laughs> no, I missed it. So now I'm going to have to go and watch it. I'm glad you So,
1: yeah, it it's up. just like, a God, remarkable remarkable film. Robin Williams' performance. Now I'm going to cry. I miss Robin Williams, man. Goddamn, I, I miss know. Robin Williams. <laughs> right. Um, his performance though against De Niro as this kind of new doctor coming into this like situation where okay, we're doing an experimental drug. We're going to try to wake these people up who have been asleep for huh. like literally ever. You know, and then so the pressure of all that and then you know, he forms this relationship with De Niro's character who does wake up, and it's just – the the dynamic between the two of them is just incredible. So, um, yeah, Rebecca, you got to watch that one. It's just really just – Yeah, thrilling.
4: that definitely is on my list. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I – yeah, because I watched uh, Hollywood Roundtable. It was, mm. uh, it was from eight months ago. Yeah. Um, but it had him and Tom Hanks and Shia LaBeouf and um, – uh, adam sandler that's a good one yeah jamie fox yeah yeah they were talking about that movie and i was like i how have i not seen this movie? <laughs> so, i just I'm definitely gonna go and watch
1: it. yeah i just think two of this generation's greatest actors at the top of their game in that film man honestly woo, so good yeah. all right what you got for number two rebecca
4: um so you already mentioned it but cape fear i also had
1: Oh, okay. He's,
4: like so terrifying in that movie.
1: Absolutely <laughs> creepy <is>. as
3: fuck.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah. No, it only makes sense that it's on the list twice. <laughs> <laughs> so good it's on twice. That's right. Um... <laughs> Man, uh, for my number two, uh, I know a lot of nowadays generation has not seen this one, so this is why we do the top five, so we can expose all these great films to all these up young up and comers. Um, I'm talking about Sleepers mm, yeah. with uh, Brad Pitt, Dustin Hoffman's also in it, so many other people. He's literally his name is Father Bobby in this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, but so good. Everybody knows. Everybody listens to the show. Uh, this is definitely one of my all time favorite movies. But just the dynamic between him and the boys and always trying to be like the guardian angel so to speak to these four boys who grew up in hell's kitchen and it's just such a great film about new york and Mm. like what it's about and then growing up in new york as well what you could become and what you could not become so it's really good to see the perception of like the possibilities, I guess you would say, of the outcomes of life when growing up in such a crazy ass city.
1: Absolutely, and when you think New York, you think De Niro. Yeah, I right. Mean, it's just like a natural thing, yeah. right? I mean, woo. yeah. Ooh, good movie, man. That yeah, that's a good one to bring up. All right. My you know, some number of these two. I
4: haven't seen in so long or have need to go back in the right? That's how I was
1: when I was doing my list. I'm like, man, yeah. I want to watch this again. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, you know, I haven't seen this yeah. in a while. Um, so my number two, I think goes without saying, had to be on one of our lists. I mean, it's one of the best performances. <sighs> Costner, Sean Connery, and De Niro. Untouchables Ooh, the takedown yeah, you know of Al Capone by Elliot Ness yeah. I mean just a fantastic freaking performance I mean he's a great Capone uh, I mean he's a great gangster yeah. of course he's a great Capone he's a great gangster so um it's a yeah, great mob movie and it, it really is I just really really enjoyed the performances of all the all the main players in that film and just brilliant filmmaking I thought and just yeah untouchables number two ah oh, so good
0: so damn good all right rebecca what do you got for your number one pick
4: all right and so my number one is raging bull
0: yes Uh, yes of course i mean of course such an excellent piece of filmmaking it is yeah
4: yeah
0: i mean i i I can't (laughs) i'm speechless no I i mean talking about it and even like trying to reflect on the film like it's it's so good it's so good It is. It's my number one also. We'll just skip right to the Raging
1: Bull. I mean, you know, (laughs) the story is just unbelievable as the young prize fighter. And and again, his performance, he's got such range. He's so believable in Mm -hmm. like everything he does. He's like Jake LaMotta personified, you know. And, And then it's just unreal to see him like, you know play these roles and you'd swear i was not happy when he came back what was that other boxing movie with stallone like grudge match or something i'm like no no this is not a raging bull yeah this is they they both
0: look pretty old
1: (laughs) it was was interesting it was interesting the legacy is raging bull leave it there man leave it there but
0: yeah great number one pick great number one pick great film great film and another great film my number one good fellas yes i mean of course how could we not bring up this one in any of our top fives i mean you can't have a robert de niro list without bringing up this film i mean joe pesci ray liotta like so many great people came in and out of this one i mean so many quotables Mm. from this movie Mm -hmm. too Like, so damn good. So damn good. I'm honestly really proud of all of us because normally we repeat a lot. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We did really good this week. We did do really well. We
1: did do really well.
4: There's enough movies
1: to, you know, go around. Yeah, Yeah, true. All right, now you oh got to give God, us your six. shout out. You said you had a six. Oh yeah,
4: yeah I got to give a shout out because it's October and it's Halloween. And I got to <laughs> give a shout out for hide and seek.
1: Yes, oh, yes,
3: yes, hide and seek, good one.
1: We know you love Halloween. Yes. There was no doubt. You know,
0: no doubt
4: that yeah. was Queen be of
0: Horror over here. Like,
1: you
4: know, I couldn't, I couldn't put it on the main list because, like, as far as like quality movies yeah right have, right so this is others but um, <laughs> I still enjoyed it and I still like watching it even even now like it's a f- really fun movie and it's a great Halloween movie so if anyone hasn't seen it they should watch it plus Scott Dakota Fanning who's yeah fantastic and so you know
1: very true, very true. I almost put Analyze This and Analyze That on it also uh, yeah. with Billy Crystal. Just <laughs> yeah. so many. I mean, because, again, I like his comedic performances as well. They're so good. It was really
0: tough to try yeah. to narrow this list down. But, woo, good list, man. I know, right? Yeah. I know. And, I mean, Rebecca, it's been a while. How's life going so far? <laughs> In quarantine. <laughs> I mean, we saw you just got back from vacation. Yes. So I'm jealous. Yeah. Uh, I went
4: to the Grand Canyon. I've mm. never been. Oh, nice. Um, so it was amazing. Um, yeah, we're, we were both like, hey, we've never been there. We should go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the only thing you should see in your lifetime. Um, and yeah, it was, it was incredible. I mean, pictures don't even really do it justice. Yeah, um, right. At all. I mean, as far as like really just kind of grasp just the beautiful scope of it. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Uh, you know, starting back to work, starting back to auditions. So, you know, hopefully we uh, will have lots of stuff coming up and you know tv's hopefully gonna be back in november as far as network tv and yeah. so. We'll
1: see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely – the audition process has got to be an interesting one now because everything has com- been kind of shoved back or delayed. So I yeah. guess, you know, with all the – like you said, all the shows, I guess, coming on back in November and December, I mean, we, so we could see you late in the year if you, like, get, get on to some of these shows. So that would be yeah, great. Yeah,
4: hopefully. Hopefully that would be, be a nice way to end the year. Yeah. Be, <laughs> yeah. With, a, with a gig, it would be nice to end, end with a show. Definitely. Um, yeah but yeah so hopefully you know um thoughts to everyone as they're as they're working and hopefully there's you know um we're able to you know continue and stuff's able to come out
1: there you Um, go well and you brought up halloween what's the plan for halloween you guys doing anything crazy what costumes you got this year
4: i don't know if we're gonna dress up because you're not allowed to have i mean technically you're not allowed to have parties here right right anyone is actually having
0: one (laughs) yeah um
4: so i'm like i hate to like go through the work of getting something and <laughs> right just nowhere no. to wear it yeah and, um, other than my house i'm not i'm too lazy to dress up and just sit at my house i feel <laughs> so,
1: fair enough fair enough
4: um, so i'm not sure i'm not sure uh what's what's so I don't, other than watching some scary movies that maybe i haven't seen there you go um you know do you guys have any plans
1: uh probably the same thing yeah, watching same scary movies thing. because <laughs> you know what else are you going to do right um, yeah, and I mean, bake some treats. It's, we, it's know, it's we know we know you guys bake, so you can bake some treats. Yeah,
4: it's true. We could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sucks. It sucks because Halloween's finally on a Saturday, and. Here we are. And here right. we are, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, well, damn. Fuck 2020. That's like, right. I know. It's like it was
4: like the perfect setup and then just all mm. of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so true. Uh, it's so unfortunate, Ugh. man. But yeah. I mean, it's always a blast to have you on the show, Rebecca. Like, I mean, well, thanks you for having me of back. Course, it's always fun. You know, you are you're the forever guest and That's I right. mean, so <laughs> it's so good. Oh my goodness, we should have put that on her shirt. We should have put that on the back forever of her shirt. Forever guest, yeah. 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 Damn it.
4: Yeah,
1: we'll send right. you another one. That's right. We'll send you another one. We'll send a hoodie. It'll be great. It'll yeah, be fantastic.
4: I would
1: love a hoodie. I love hoodies.
4: So oh, my goodness. I would love to wear it.
1: There you go. There you go. Note that down. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, oh, man. Well, listen. Have a great rest of the day and a great weekend. Thank you. And, you um,
4: guys, too. And thanks for the shirt. Of uh, course. I really appreciate it. It's really fun.
1: Of course. You're our forever guest. we got to take care of you. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I appreciate it. Yep, yep. And, and hey, you never know. We might, we might have you on for the Halloween show. So right. You never know. I mean – Hey, know. let me know. Yeah. It's like right around <laughs> the corner. <laughs> <people be> around. <laughs> That's a, fantastic. Well, tell the hubby we said hello and uh, take I care. Will. And uh, we'll Thanks. be in touch have soon, a great, okay?
4: Okay, great, have a great weekend. You Bye, too. Guys. Bye bye.
0: She's so great. She is always fun. Like and always fun. We're always so fortunate to have her on the show. Like, and she's always at like the call away. She's right. just one call away. Exactly. I,
1: it was so sad though. I felt like she was like you know it, like like a ten year old who was told she can't go trick or treating on Halloween. Yeah. It's like, her big no, holiday. Yeah. It's her big
0: thing. And she's like, no, no, yeah. so I'm not gonna get in a costume. Yeah. right? <laughs> like, Damn it. Damn Aww. it. So funny. So funny. Well, now it is time for the box office recap, guys. Guess what? It's been slow. Yes. It's been still freaking slow. Uh, number one is still Tenet with it came in with two point seven million. Number two is Hocus Pocus. I mean with Halloween just right around the mm, corner. Of mm-hmm. course, they'll be releasing some older Halloween movies. So that's pretty cool. Hocus Pocus came in at number two with one point nine million. New mutants came in at number three with one million. By the way, this is the one movie we went and saw <laughs> and not fucking worth it. No, no. Sh- it's like, not worth it. Should have went and saw Tenet. How like,
1: it's how it made a
0: million dollars this week I have no idea. Yeah. It's, yeah, just leave it there. Uh, Number four was Unhinged. It came in with uh, $870,000. Number five was Infidel. It came in with $455,000. So, you know, you know, and I mean, new movies... Apparently coming out in theaters maybe near you. Yeah. American- if you have an AMC
1: theater. Yeah, like, right. Because
0: that's, I guess, the only one staying open. Right. It's interesting. Uh, and there's some interesting names on this uh, release calendar. American Pie Presents Girls Rule. Mm. And Trump Card. Mm. Are we dead yet? The war with Grandpa and the doorman. I have no idea what any of I'm these are. I'm pretty
1: sure all of those are referring to the upcoming election, <laughs> right? <laughs> like exactly. That's
0: really what it is. I mean,
1: if you follow along, I think that's all talking about the upcoming
0: election. It's like fantastic. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. We by the <laughs> way, we implanted the fly. We let the fly go. That's that right. Was, that was us. We yes. were getting a little crazy. Yes. uh But movies you can still go see in maybe a theater near you. Star Wars episode. Five Mm. Empire Strikes Back, the Professor Uncut, Shortcut, Save Yourselves, and Ava, and of course, Tenant, New Mutants, and the ones that were in the theaters. So, I mean, just look it up, guys. Just look it up. Who knows, man? Who really knows? But now it is time for the IMDb Pro top trending segments. Oh, man, we love this thing. I mean, not much has changed since last week because, I mean, Netflix just killing it, but. Uh, the Boys the boys got the top trending TV spot, which yes. makes sense because they're releasing more and more episodes as the month goes on, and so people are watching it more. And I mean, you can binge watch Catch Up right before you watch the newest ones, so it's really good. It's really good, guys. Uh, the top trending movie is Enola Holmes, mm-hmm. which is pretty damn good. Watched it this past week. Uh, go watch it, man. It's really good. It's on Netflix. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. And Henry Cavill is in it uh, quite a bit, actually. I know there's a lot of... Uh, talk about him like having barely pop in and out but he's kind of like her mentor helping her solve like the mysteries. There you so go. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And of course, with me saying that, and with the top trending movie, the top trending star is Millie Bobby Brown. No. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: She is honestly like, I'm super excited to see where her career goes. Me I too. think she's going to be like one of the biggest stars ever, to yeah. be honest, because she is huge right now. So only imagine her when she's like in her mid 20s. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. freaking awesome, man. Freaking awesome. Yeah. The whole show has been freaking awesome. It Really freaking hacks. <laughs> we got to thank our guest one more time, Jason Collette, for yes. coming on the show. Be sure to check out his film on Netflix. Dude, it's dark as shit, but you will enjoy it. it yes. It, oh, yeah. like, like, to say the least. And stay, stay away from wasps. Yeah, right. If you don't go to porches with wasps yeah. if
1: we've learned anything from that interview.
0: Don't do it don't do it uh and of course follow him on social media he is on instagram he is on twitter the easiest way to find him would be to go to our social media and click on his handle because both of his handles are different that's right um and of course talking about our social media be sure to follow our social media at crazyantmedia on instagram and twitter and at itcafpodcast on instagram and twitter we're also on facebook under crazyantmedia so be sure to follow all those great things like, comment, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. We always love the fan interaction. It's so damn good. We do. And, of course, follow us both personally. Myself, JLoFantastic, and... Crazy Ant Guy, 1970 Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. I'm talking Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. And everybody knows now that you can watch us on yes. YouTube. Yes. We're looking pretty damn good, man. Our setup is really freaking nice. (laughs) It's growing. I love it. I love it. I love it. It looks so damn good. But when you're over at YouTube, be sure to like the video, hit that subscribe button, and also ring that bell to stay up to date with the latest Crazy Ant videos. We got a lot going on, man, so you're going to want to be notified. And of course, of course, if you guys want to buy some Crazy Ant Media merch, head over to our website, crazyantmedia.com. Where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear Like I said at the top of the show I ordered this shirt right here On Friday last week And I got it thursday as in yesterday this week so less than a week yeah printing shipping like it's so damn good guys so damn good and of course stay watch out for our promos we got a lot of promos going on right Mm -hmm. now it ends on sunday but right now uh 15 off everything on our website on our shop like so damn good so damn good Oh, uh, man. But it's been a great show. It's been it a great show. It has been. I can't, I can't say enough about our guest segment. I mean, that dude was so damn cool. And especially for, like, being on the cusp of stuff, like, working with some amazing actors. I love his stories about uh, Jason Clark, where he's just like, it's just a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was so – and then goes back to creepy humming. Yeah, right? Like, that's
1: so Jason Clarke. Yeah. It's not even funny. But uh, I would agree with him, though, with what he said about Riley. I think her performance is just out oh, of yeah. the park and, and the one in the film. And that's hard to say when you got Holland and Pattinson, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's she was brilliant.
0: So. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, of course, we love Rebecca always for always. on the show. But, I mean, the industry news segment, jam-packed, love talking about all that stuff. Ooh. Of course, I mean, Game of Thrones, you guys know I love Game of Thrones. so it's I true. mean, Of course, I love talking about that and all the good stuff, man, all the good stuff.
1: I was definitely pumped about Green Lantern. Now that it's official, it's coming and it's right. going to be the whole core and Guy Gardner and Jon Stewart and Hal and, like, everybody – uh, so, of course, I was pumped about that. Yeah. You know, pumped about the Doctor Strange news, although I figured that was kind of coming yeah. and stuff. But And, of course, you know, bummed about all the delays for the film. Yeah, that's you know, It's always fun to talk about
0: comic shit, though. Always. always. I, I just get pumped all the time. Always. But, yeah, fuck 2020, man. And, I mean, <laughs> you guys know the only O that matters. Oh Oprah! <laughs>